For in-depth analysis, there's ESPN. For a couple of guys giving you reactions, rumors, and straight-up opinions, this is the place. Corner Pub Sports. Check out the website, cornerpubsports.com. Follow them on Twitter at Corner Pub Sports and find them on Facebook. Now, grab a cold one, sit back, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. Hey, this is Brett Myers, and listen to Corner Pub Sports. It's true. Corner Pub Sports. Brought to you by Wildfire Radio. Up Friday night. Welcome to the pub. Favorite Friday night of the week. Favorite Friday. Favorite Friday night of the week. Oh, okay. Well, it is a good. It doesn't feel Friday. like Friday. It's a good one. I don't know if it's my favorite Friday, but it's a good one. What is up? Yeah, we uh. That's the good way to start it off. Myself, Sean. What's up? It's Mike. Hi. It's Ron, stuff in his face, with some Fat Jacks barbecue. All right. Food provided for Fat Jacks once again this week. Awesome stuff, man. Oh my god, I'm Dude, already ready for round two. Those uh, those wings. Uh, Even like, got the dry rub wings this time, man. They're delicious, nice and crispy. Yeah, I like the dry rubs. Dude, they're awesome, man. They're very, very good. Then we got the brisket again, which is like. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah, just try them. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, just kind of go down the menu because, you know, Friday is dollar chicken fingers over a fat jack. So it just kind of makes sense. It's, you know, we'll, we'll try to let everybody know what they have going on as far as the specials go. Right. You know, it'd be nice to kind of see, just go back to basics and just see, you know, how that is. Yeah. We also do this twister sandwich, too. Yeah, like, like I, I know we keep talking about it, but we got to pay them a visit. Maybe even do like a show there, like whatever they want to kind of set up. That'd be. Well, like I was yeah. saying on the air, he actually wants to come up and hang out. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, at least we could do is throw him a couple beers for his troubles, right? Yeah, Glenn Gross, the pitmaster over Fantastic. Yeah, pitmaster. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I like that. That's a good title. Yeah, it does. Like a mythical beast. Like a, ah, I can't do it right now. <laughs> so this is uh, Mastodon. They have a new album out. It just came out. I'm digging this song. It's called uh, Steam Breath Breather. You know what it kind of, at least a little bit, kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, the drop bass, the drop uh, the drop tune. Reminded me a little bit of like a corn type. Uh, yeah. I, I could see that. I, I mean, it, you know, in the beginning at least. It, yeah. Now it's kind of going into a different direction. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good stuff. I'm digging the album. Yeah, it's... it's so. you know, I, don't, I don't know as well as you do, but I mean, you know, I like this pretty good, so... So check out uh, Fat Jacks. FatJacksBarbecue.net, I believe it is. I think so. Yes. yes. But I mean, they're all over, you know, social media and everything like that. That's actually probably a better way to check them out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Twitter, Instagram, their Facebook page, et cetera, et cetera. But it's uh. 
And we also have beer provided tonight by Naked Brewing Company. Thanks to you guys, nakedbrewingcompany.com. Uh, Brian and the, and the gang over there, Colin. I ran into those guys. And uh, so, Ron, right now, because Mike and I are finishing up our pregame beer, we're about to dive into what they gave us. But you have, it's called Black uh, Black Current Rising. And uh, let me let me just see your report quick here. Yeah, no, it's, I think I've had this at our anniversary show. I mean, again, Naked's been a really good friend of the show for, for over a year now at this point, I suppose, yep. right? Yep. It's got to be at least over a year. So it's, it's a summer beer that you're drinking. It's 4.6. It's a, it's a golden-hued American wheat beer. It's brewed with caramel, malts, and honey. Nice. It smells great. I mean, it actually smells kind of like... It's got a little bit of a fruit and aroma, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's real crisp. It's a lot like... It tastes a lot like the pomegranate wheat. Uh, you know similar. what's really interesting about it? This is one of the things that I... It's strange. Strange in a good way. But if you look at it, the actual... Oh, sort of... Like the uh, pinkness, uh, I guess, of the beer okay. itself. Like, it looks dark. Like, yeah. It looks like a little bit of a heavier lager, maybe a lighter style IPA, but it drinks really light. Well, yeah, I mean, the 4.6 doesn't really bang you over the head, which no. is, is great for a sipping session, you know. Like, just for example, Sean's ripping his deck up. Uh, uh-huh. back. So, you know, as the weather gets a little bit warmer, as you're doing a project like that, you don't necessarily want to bang back like this water pours light or something. No. Or if, it, if your uncle's coming over tomorrow to start finishing your basement at 8 a.m. in the morning, you, you probably want to drink something like that tonight. If you, yeah, if you want to have something nice to work outside, kind of deal with the heat a little bit, this is a really good option. Yeah. It's a terrific beer. But, I, I mean, you know, I, I can't say enough about, you know, our sponsors. I mean, you know, their generosity is, is, you know, second to none to begin with. And then yeah, it's awesome. Dude. Their, their food and, 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 you know, beverages are, are really second to none as well. I mean, there, there's no other way of putting it. Yeah, this is where right now I wouldn't trade my my thing for anybody. I've got delicious beer and outstanding food right yeah. in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> the so other, the other this beer. This is literally the greatest thing ever. The other beer we have is a Missionary Impossible IPA. We, we had that at the anniversary show. Yeah, it's a six, no, I've had that. 6.5. It's a, it's a New England-style IPA. It's made with flake oats with a full mouth feel. It's generally hopped with, with for that juicy hop character. This is from NakedBrewingCompany.com. So. But, yeah, like you said, man, thanks thanks to both you guys, um, Naked Brewing and Fat Jacks, for, for hooking us up. So we, we hope we uh, return the favor and give you guys a shout-out and generate some uh, more uh, word-of-mouth business for you guys. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and for anyone that hasn't checked it out, you know, I, I can't emphasize enough both. Oh, yeah. You know what you really should do is you should go to Fat Jack's. You know, now the food truck people might not be happy, but you should go to Fat Jack's <laughs> and get yourself some food and then travel over and bring the food in well, we to have a beer to Brian naked. naked about bringing the smoker from Fat Jack's over to the brewery. There you go. I mean, they have nothing but food trucks there anyway. That's their thing. They don't have mm. a kitchen. There so, you go. Yeah, perfect, man. The summer gets in full swing. So hey, it's, uh, what's, what's going on? We got a little, little festive music going on. As we're eating meat on Good Friday. Yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> so, Easter. Easter Sunday, huh? <laughs> so, uh, you guys do anything for it? Uh, just going over to my mom's. My, uh, my wife is either somewhat excited but somewhat annoyed in the fact that she now has a dish to make. Her, her mashed potatoes have 
you know, reach the iconic level to the point where they're being asked for. So she's going to uh, be making some mashed potatoes and bring over to my mom's house for, uh, for dinner. It's gonna be uh, gonna be a good spread though. Really looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing family. Giggity. What the spread? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I call yes. Um, yeah, we're just we're just doing a little brunch thing. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so. Yeah, the, pa- the paper. Yeah, the plate's paper. You don't want to do that. What about you, Ron? Anything going on? I usually go over to my mom's, but I haven't heard from her, so I'm not necessarily sure if she's going to be Okay. So I don't know. I'm assuming we we all believed in the bunny. The Easter Bunny at some point when we were younger. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember believing in the Easter Bunny? Well, I, I, yeah, I, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, just like Santa Claus. Yeah, I mean, I remember that. I, I think I was a little more. <laughs> you were more you skeptical know? of the bunny. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know. And the Tooth Fairy. What, what about? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Oh, you didn't believe in the Tooth Fairy? No. Uh-huh. no. I didn't buy that shit. <clears throat> tooth Fairy always seemed like a really strange concept. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, more than more than some teeth. giant. Fucking bunny, well, the hippity hopping, and, and then like this one's stealing dead teeth out of my mouth. Well, yeah, but I mean, does the bunny bring presents? I mean, dead the bunny teeth, only yeah. brought me a basket full of candy. I, I guess wonder how like someone in Kansas. I would get like, it, I mean, it was never like it is now. I mean, I, I know everybody could say that about damn near everything, to be honest with you. But right, like now, it seems like it's almost like a quasi Christmas. Oh, like, you see people going, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that's just crazy over the top. Yeah, the first time that my daughter comes in, I did. You, you know, you'll see people coming in buying like you know game systems and this and that. I'm like, dude, it's fucking that's, Easter. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I used to get like a little toy, like I like GI Joes when I was really really little. Like right. I might get like a GI yeah, Joe like yesterday or something like that. Right. Like it would be something on that scale, maybe like ten bucks. Yeah. Maybe twelve, like something around there, but nothing like real extreme. Which is the equivalent of like you know finding the Easter egg that had like the five dollar bill or whatever in it, type deal. Yeah, something like that. Like it, there would be like a toy or two in there, but it wasn't anything like over the top. Right, right, right. But no, I mean, yeah. So the, the first time that my daughter comes to me and says, "Well, so and so gets this," well, you know, Easter Bunny does oh, things shit. a little different around here. <laughs> Easter Bunny has a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> Easter Bunny, Easter Bunny ain't playing that shit. <laughs> She must have a really good Easter Bunny, or Easter Bunny must be—I uh, I don't know—I I, I can't explain that one to you, but uh, you know that's not how—that's not what he does here. Yeah, the uh, uh, the family took—you know—they're my sister took her kids, and and then uh, my wife took uh, my son to the, uh, the mall to see the Easter Bunny today. Oh yeah. Do you want to go? go? I'm like, nope. No, <laughs> I'm good. Why? I'm like. I don't want to see a bunch of screaming, crying kids, and that's exactly what they did. Although apparently my son was very good. Oh, good. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's just <laughs> awesome. But uh, yeah, the other one was freaking out. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want any part of that shit, dude. Those the mall Easter bunnies are scary as shit. They're not even like yeah, it's like the Donnie Darko rabbit, <laughs> dude. They are, they are. They're yeah. scary as fuck, man. Uh, I'll sit that one out. The name of the rabbit, but but uh, I, the uh, I actually did the that festive thing today too. Uh, went to Shady Brook, which is not too far from. Uh, from this area, uh, from you know the the corner pub bar, um, and just kind of hung out there. They have like a little Easter egg hunt thing, and, and you know the Easter Bunny was there, and well, then a lot of kids stuff going on too. So, well, you were just talking about the uh, how's a quasi Christmas. One of our listeners, Carrie, uh, just just chimed in. She said her students make wish lists. Cause she's a teacher, right? Our students make wish lists sometimes for on Amazon for the Easter Bunny. 
Yeah. Like yeah, I, I heard something about that. I know that I know they sell I know they sell candy on on uh, Amazon, right? But but that's not what they're putting no. on their wish list. No. No. Wow. Yeah. I, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it's. I'm about to break into this beer. Like we said, it's, it shouldn't be a Christmas. What's yeah. that, Ron? Yes, they're very good. Honey, wing, honey wings are excellent. Yes. Not a bad thing. I haven't tried a bad thing at Fat Jack yet. She said toys, clothing, and games. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's nuts, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's over the top. Um, so, uh, as, yeah, let, me, let me pour this beer real quick. Yeah, uh, let's uh, go through the, um, I guess, the somber part of the show. It's, it's a tough start to it, but, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, so Mike, uh, Mike lost a family member today, so. Well, yeah, there was that too. Yeah. 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 Cheers, brother. Actually, he was, uh, he was a friend of the show. He, he, you know, he definitely, uh, caught a lot of the articles and, you know, was, was giving me some comments and stuff like that. He, he wasn't, he wasn't on Facebook or anything like that, but he, uh, you know, I'd always shoot him some articles that I thought he would, uh, he'd appreciate and he always made some comments about him. He was, uh. A cynic, a Philadelphia cynic to uh, to the nth degree. Michael Wayne. Oh, no shit, man. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. Yeah, Damn, so. man. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's a shame. He just retired not too long ago. But uh, anyway, let's... Uh, let's yeah, he, he was, man. He <laughs> he was a, an absolute hater, but he was really funny about it. Though. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he did it, you know, yeah. I, I think he did it more as, as kind of tongue-in-cheek, just to kind of... He, mm. he wanted to... Be on the other side. He just wanted to be the guy that kind of well, got under. It was funny because he reminded me of like one of the old men from the Muppets that would just right. sit up in the balcony. <laughs> just yeah, like he's always in the back and he, and, he, and he just sniped all the you know. Yeah, the whole that's time. it. Yeah. Just periodically, you just get like a little dig in where yeah. you saw an right. opportunity. Yeah, so I mean, you know, Shit, that's a shame, man. Yeah, he, he was the guy that you know, even if the team finished in second place, well, they didn't win. Like, well, <laughs> no shit. So he basically They're the first losers. Yeah. So he basically, you know, the only time that I ever got to say anything was. When the Phillies won the World Series in 08, and he just kind of blew that off. Like, yeah, eh, well, every dog has his day. And he just kind of, I was like, no, you don't get away with that. So you don't get to walk away. Don't walk yeah. away from me. <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, he was, he was a great guy, you know, magician with numbers. You know, he was an accountant for, for life. He just retired not long ago. So, uh, you know, God bless him, you know, all that stuff. And, yep. you know, uh, he'll definitely be missed and, you know, uh, but I, let's uh, try and move on to you know not yeah, more yeah, sober yeah, things. There's, there's more deaths and whatnot. Yeah, real quick, about, uh, uh, Dan Rooney, uh, Dan Rooney, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, Hall of Famer, um, NFL Hall of Famer. He was the son of Art Rooney, who obviously founded the uh, Steelers back in '33. Th- uh, uh, he was the president of the Steelers. Um, basically, well, I, when he, he basically was the owner, he took over for his dad and then yeah. handed it down to one of his sons as mm-hmm. well. So. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, when he when he took over is when the team started having. Uh, He's, he won the six championships. Yes. Yeah, he won yeah. all six of them. Yeah, I mean, he basically was the was the uh, the key to success there. I guess you know he he saw things a different way. I guess and uh, yeah, and that was yesterday. So that was kind of sad. Um, oh, I think he was one of the best owners in sports. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I, I can't really argue with you. I, he built the I way mean, even that, when that team wasn't necessarily team winning to. championships. They were they were never like irrelevant. No, ever. No. Like it's so rare. Well, to I mean, even think about it. like you know when they were falling on what would be described for them as like hard times, I guess. Well, the the thing about it is like they've had three head coaches over his yeah. time over like thirty is, some years. It's nuts. Um, and 
you just don't hear players ever badmouthing the organization. No. Ever. Like, you know, they, they've had they're success. They're in rare company. Right, yeah. I mean, they've had success. They're, they're, they, they treat their coaches well. They obviously treat the players well. Um, it, it, it's, it's just – and they're successful. So, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just great all around. So, you know, uh, sad to see somebody who, you know, had that much success in a really volatile um, – Yeah, he was in his late atmosphere. 70s, right? 78, something like that. Uh, I'm gonna have to he might have been 80, yeah, 81, older 83, somewhere around there. Um, I mean, he, he prided himself. I think his thing was, you know, doing things the right way was was his motto. Right. Um, so. He was 84. 84, okay. Uh, I think God Joe Green him. or something, or, or was it Joe Green or Kevin Green? One of them came in and, and said something about, uh, you know, hey, I, I, you know, I want to be paid as a top player in my position or something like that and he had some veterans on the team that you know and he came on like you know on a rookie or something and, and uh you know Rooney basically told him he's like look you know I got guys that have been here for a long time that, that have proven themselves mm-hmm. but we can't give you more than you know more than them so yeah he had to earn his keep and you know he did and you know and then he was paid for it so yeah so they're they're definitely community hurting and then um also the uh the comedy uh, community um, is hurting a little bit. Uh, Charlie Murphy died, Eddie Murphy's brother. And if you weren't a fan of Chappelle the best, show, I was going to say the best part of the Chappelle show. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're not familiar with the Chappelle show, maybe you're like, who? You know, this guy was it, like, like Ron just said, he 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 was so awesome for the Chappelle show. He was like the unheralded star of the Chappelle yeah. show. I, I seen something on Facebook. It was only like, it was one part of the skit, the the Rick James skit. Mm-hmm. It was the first part of it, and it was hysterical. Um, and then the I found that was every bit as good. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. um, it was basically, even though it was Chappelle playing the characters of Rick James and, and Prince, it was Charlie Murphy telling the story through his eyes while, you know, following his brother around when he was younger. Um, and the shit was true. I mean, it was yeah. based it was half on tr- true. He said it was yeah. half true. Yeah, I'm yeah sure it was based on exaggerated. Well, I'm sure, yeah. But uh, yeah, the and even some of the stuff that he said might have been a little bit, you know, even even when he was talking about it, it might have been a little bit fabricated. But for the most part, I think that like yeah. when he was talking about the documentaries before, you know, it went on the show, mm-hmm. I, I think all that stuff was was true. Uh, like, I I got a little compilation real quick if you want to. Sure. Yeah, I'll play through real quick. Great. Uh, not just Chappelle stuff; it's just other stuff. Uh, yeah. So this first thing's with him and Snoop Dogg. Those that you played was gusto. Man, that was one of my, my most fun roles. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I want man. cuz in my shit. That shit right yeah, there, yeah. nigga, CB4. Big up to Chris Rock on that one, man. Good Y'all call, man. Good call. We need to do it again, man. We can do the same concept. Now you're an old businessman. I get out of jail. I'm back <laughs> on you. Allocate fear. Burr, 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 burr. Player hit his club. So this is the outtakes of him laughing during the one. This is actually the Prince, the Prince thing. I remember the very day that I decided I was going to vote for Barack. And the reason why I remember is because I went to sleep that night and had one of the most bizarre dreams of my entire life. It was about Barack Obama. What made it weird was, you know, I was interviewing him for a magazine. 
I'm not a fucking journalist. <laughs> and he wasn't giving back the normal Barack Obama answers. Like, for instance, I was like, so Mr. Obama, what exactly is it that you want the American people to know? He was like, well, you know, Charlie, I want the American people to know that I'm here to introduce a new form of politics. I plan to reverse the pussification of America. <laughs> By introducing a bill into law that would give Americans the right to bitch slap one another. I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. You gonna legalize the bitch slap. <laughs> hey, Barack, you know how many people I wanna bitch slap right now? Shit, I knew I liked you for something. You a gangster motherfucker, man. Bitch slapping motherfuckers, smoking Newports. You got that fucking walk with the shoulder swagger. I like this motherfucker. You said the uh, the Players Hater Club thing was funny. <laughs> this is a buck, na buck nasty. Your mother's so ugly. Left the dog dish out for her out the, out the hallway, or whatever he said, you know. And, uh, doing the doing the shake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can't see me because we're on radio, but yeah. So it's a shame to see that, but uh, cancer, man, cancer's a fucking bitch. Yeah, that's well, it really yeah. is. Fuck your couch, darkness. Fuck your couch, darkness. <laughs> darkness, everybody, darkness. <laughs> He's like, we're the five fingers in the face. Whap. <laughs> Unity, <laughs> cold-blooded. <laughs> then he slaps him back. Yo, man, come here, come here, man. He's like, and I came down on him like whap. And he like his like his whole head just goes <laughs> off the end of the thing. Oh, it was so funny. The best, the, you know, what his best line though for me was when he's sitting in the uh, in the in the in the hotel room with um, Rick James. And he's like, you take another step, I'm gonna kick this motherfucker out the window, <laughs> right? And he's like, and he's like, and his bodyguard looked at me. And he, he crossed out, motherfucker. He had one eye on me, one eye looking at Rick. <laughs> it's funny as hell, man. So, and then they came up with a truce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, bitches, have sex with Charlie Murphy. <laughs> if I had more thumbs, I give his, I give his titties four thumbs down. <laughs> no, it was. It, I was just watching that, and you know, during the skit, Charlie Murphy kicks Rick James, obviously played by Dave Chappelle. And they show it in slow motion, oh. and he falls back and hits the mirror and breaks the mirror. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, it's so over the top. It's brilliant. Yeah, like the whole thing's brilliant. I mean, I could watch it a million times, and you know, regardless, it just never gets old. We used to. That was like our drunk uh, go-to. Yeah. Now and so the other thing was Charlie Murphy's like, yeah, yeah. yeah um, Prince actually the next nice. day served us pancakes after playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> that was real. And apparently Prince used to play basketball in high school. Oh. So. Game. Blouses. Oh, <laughs> well, let's finally uh, move on to sports, shall we? 23 minutes in. Yeah. We got a lot of sports stuff to get to. A lot. Um, so we're going to start with baseball. <clears throat> so the Phillies had a relatively interesting week, I guess. Not pretty good. Uh, yeah. Not pretty good. Uh -uh. Well, since our show on Friday, they came out on Saturday – and with an onslaught. Oh, that was ridiculous. 17-run game. 12-run first inning, which was the most runs. It, it was, was a misprint. Yeah. <laughs> most they've ever scored in, in the first inning. A one-run one shy of the, of the franchise record 
for an inning. Christ, man. There must have been like a fist fight to get to the bat rack at that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit, everybody hits. <laughs> Who, uh, Jeremy Guthrie was the pitcher. Yeah. He yeah. got smacked around. And then uh, how many runs did he give up in that? He gave up twelve. He gave up twelve. Oh, they they yeah. kept him out there. Yep. Yep. Jesus. Like, yeah, that's what I would do if I was manager. Be like, no, you know what? You're fucking this up by yourself. You're doing a good job at it. Keep at it. We're already done. I mean, this game's over with. So might as well just leave yeah, him exactly. out there. I don't know how to lose. To blow out the bullpen at that point. Well, and that's the problem because they had already blown out their bullpen for the, f- the previous game two before. games before that. So it's like, what are they going to do? Like, we got to ride you for another. Two outs. Yeah, we have <laughs> a choice. Like we have to. Yeah, but obviously they they did pretty well because um, you know after that the Phillies didn't do much at all. Did you see Fat Joe Blanton pitch that game? He's so skinny now. Uh, Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, he came in in relief after Guthrie gave up all the runs. He got nine straight outs or something. But I was like, oh my god, he's skinny. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was at the. Um, the home opener, and he came out, and actually the fans gave him a little nice ovation, which is cool, you know. Yeah, he deserves it absolutely, you know. Um, World Series runner, but yeah, he did look a little trim, a little more trim. Mm-hmm. But uh, so again, I mean, they 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 lost today in extra innings. Um, they had the lead at one point, two to one, and then they blew that. Oh, was that like an earlier game? I didn't even realize. Yeah, it was. Um, so again, against the Nationals again. Uh, so, you know, we started this last week. And I thought, you know, I thought maybe we can uh, stick with it until we get tired of it. But three up, three down uh, for a week. Um, as far as the Phillies are concerned, I mean, three guys that impressed you or, or things that impressed you and things that you think that were just awful. It might be hard to find some positives. I, I can find a couple. Yeah, I can find one. I mean, I'll start it, I guess. Yeah. So the, the three up is um, after losing, um, losing three straight to start the season. Well, not to start the season, winning the home opener and then losing three straight to come back and win the series and win the last two against the Nationals. It was good. Was was what what I would consider an up. Mental team fortitude, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm gonna go with um, Kel Franco, man. He he hit a grand slam the other night, and he's you know he's been struggling a little bit, but he's starting to and, and you know and Brock Stassi actually had a nice a nice uh, homer. Uh, a couple of nights ago, you know these guys are they're. It, it's tough because Franco's struggling a, a tad, um, but he's you know that was a big hit for them. I mean he, that game was five nothing, and and who actually is my my thumbs down my my three down one of my guys is uh, Clay Buckholtz. Buckholtz started that game, and next thing you know you blink and you're down five nothing. I mean it was just it, it was like wow here here yeah, comes another blowout. Really well, he pulled with a bicep injury too though didn't he? Yeah. He might be out for a little while, but um, it's looking awfully likely he's done. He's just done. He could be. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, yeah. That, that sucks. You know, we we paid him all that money to. You know, it's not even necessarily that because they, they didn't. I mean, he got a nice deal, but it's not like it was like a game changer or anything like that. But it was more. You got burned with the same plan twice in a row. I mean, this is exactly what they did last year with Charlie Morton. Right. And it was exactly the same result. Like, you get somebody on like a, kind of a one-year rental contract that's reasonable. You're thinking in the back of your head, okay, I mean, this is really sort of a win-win in the sense that if he pitches well, we could either keep him and then maybe re-sign him if we think that it's legit, or we could flip him to a contender and maybe get something back for him. Right, he was going to be that prospect guy that you uh-huh. lose out on a chance to get a prospect for because he got Exactly. Hurt. This is like the only thing you didn't want to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was the other point. Yeah, the other part of it. <clears throat> 
Yeah, so that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, so Buckholz is my three down, one of my three down. Um, he just, I know he got hurt and everything, but he just. Yeah, I mean, I can't really kill he, him because of an injury. I mean, but. Well, yeah, but before that, I mean, this is two starts now. He came out and just sucked. I mean, he was terrible. Um, he just, no, no life at all. Just nothing. And what, was the injury a part of it? If it turns out to be a part of it, okay, then fine. But still, uh, he just, he disappointed me, man. Big yeah. time. You know, my one of my ups would be Aaron Nola. Had a good game last Saturday. Okay. Yeah, he did. Yeah, were you the one? Uh, no, you you always like Nola. Somebody was kind of a little bit leery of him. I no, think, I mean I. I think he's a four. I don't want to oversell him either, but I think he's like a number two or a number three. He's a dynamite number three. He's a really good number two. I don't think he's an ace. I right. think that's where uh, I no, think people are sort of misinterpreting. Well, well, they don't have an ace. No, they don't. I don't even know but if I they have one. I know he got kind of thrust system. into the role in that well, last yeah. season. But I think when he came out of the gate as good as he did last year, just for example's sake, right. I think people started to kind of let their imagination run away with him a little bit and start thinking he was like the next coming of John Maddox. Yeah. Well, him and him and Velasquez started out really well last year. That's my down. I mean, Velasquez, like, Jesus Christ, man. I mean, how many times do you need to see the glad, same thing? I'm glad you mentioned that. Like, yeah. I know that it's only two games. I'm trying not to – like over exaggerated. And we talked again, about this it's last a week. Really long season, yep. but again, it's it's so early. Like this is exactly what you didn't want to see out of him. I mean, can't get through the fourth, constantly not pitching to contact as opposed to going for the strikeout every single time. Like everything that you saw flawed with this game last year, that you kind of thought to yourself, okay, in the off season, if he productively kind of sits back, evaluates exactly how he played. These are pretty obvious mistakes he's making, but he's young, and it's easy to, you know, it's easy to see this and correct it now, this early in his career. Right. For him to come out and basically do exactly the same thing he was doing at the end of last year is not an encouraging sign. No, it seems like he's stubborn. He's the not one, pick there was one at bat that absolutely killed me. They were oh, he the, the pitcher. The, and, and the worst part is the, the pitcher's giving you an out. Mm-hmm. He's bunting. He's uh, bunting, yeah. and, you, and you walked him. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Like you can't throw a strike there? Like that—that's ridiculous. And that—that's when I was like, I'm done. I'm done with him. I don't mean like you know, just for that game. I was like, no, pull because him, I mean, take him out. Have options with him, like the idea that people threw out there at the end of last season, the closer role, right? Yes. You know, I thought to myself at the time, hey, you know what? It's so early in the guy's career. He's pretty close to getting his arm stretched out to go to six, seven innings. I think it's a little premature to kind of be going that route now. But, man, the more I see him pitch, man, I am going screaming to the other side of this really, really fast. Yeah. I mean, I think that this ultimately might be a really good idea. And I think he'd be a good fit for it, too. My only concern with that is that, you know, that's a high-pressure situation. The guy can't throw a strike in the first inning. What's he going to do with Obama and Ninth when the game's on the line? Yeah, but maybe he's thinking to himself, look, i got to be a little conservative with my pitches because I have to go six or seven innings, and he's not necessarily playing his game. I mean, it's it's worth a shot. So, I mean, I, I I'm I'm kind of torn Maybe between my is the way to go with him. My my three down. I'm kind of torn between the two. One is the closer role, Gomez. Um, you know, him losing his role and, and kind of he was so good for the first half of the year, and and it's just been atrocious. He was good until September last year. But I mean, when he fell off, he really, yeah, he really, really did. fell off. Yeah, I mean, was it till September? I mean, I, I know when. Through July, if it wasn't or in like September, in July. it was pretty late August anyway. I mean, it was basically until the last couple of weeks of the se- well, maybe like the last month or so of the season. Okay, his ERA in September was like a fifteen. 
He was horrible in September. Yeah. He was good up until that point. So the, the other down is just getting swept by the Mets. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I hate the Mets. I do hate the fucking Mets. And, you know, I hate their obnoxious fans. And I, I just, them. You know what's funny getting, too? Them sweeping us in our stadium sucks. If they were, if they wore any uniform other than the Mets, I'd probably like them, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, it's a homegrown team. They've got a really good pitching staff if they're healthy. I, I kind of like the way they built the team up. It's almost the same way with the Yankees, to be honest with you. I mean, if they didn't wear the pinstripes, you'd be like, all right, well, you know, it's a pretty clever way to get your team pulled together. But, dude, fuck the Mets. Except, for, except for Reyes. I, you know, I never hated Wright. I, I couldn't stand Wright's Reyes. Decent, dude. Yeah, I, Reyes getting, is the one that I We're getting I hate see. messages. I knew that was going to happen. Well, Their whole yeah. fucking pitching staff, though. I mean... That pitching staff is sick if they're all healthy. Right. But they're and they're all homegrown. Like entirely yeah. a fucking glass. How did they, they get lucky enough to get that? Is it luck? It, it's home because, gr- like it's, I said, they can't stay healthy. I mean, every time they seem like they got a guy like Matt Harvey, whose talent, again, like blows you away. It's like, damn, man. I, like, I could too. He, he can pitch, man. Yeah, but he's, he just can't make it through a season. I mean, it's a shame to see somebody with that much talent just you know, not probably... be able to keep himself off the trainer's table. Yeah, so, I mean, Syndergaard's been pretty pretty good for the most part. Yeah, he's actually been a pretty good. Not to mention, sorry, I mean, as far as staying healthy. He also seems like he's got a pretty good attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the way that, you know, he stole uh, the Fanatics. Yeah, that was uh, funny. Right yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of cool to see somebody that's willing to kind of roll with it a little bit and play along. Wheeler, yeah. uh, who pitched the other night, um, he's another guy who was hurt last year. Yep. That dude's got electric stuff, too, man. And obviously the ground, too. Yeah. Same thing. Dude, uh, I mean, can, like I said, can they I, just, can I just can't stay healthy. If It's just a shame to see a level talent in the same way, like, you know, of Matt Harvey. I mean, you think back to, like, the Kerry Wood and the Mark Pryors, mm-hmm. and it's like, damn, man. Mark Pryor was a guy that, you know, turned the clock back a little bit. His talent was absolutely incalculable. I mean, he could throw heat. He could throw location. But, damn, man, he just he could, couldn't keep his arm together. It's just a shame to see somebody with that much talent just, you know, not be able to take advantage of it just because of health. But, yeah, just in general, yeah. fuck the Mets. The, the, <sighs> the Grom um, needs to cut his hair. <laughs> oh, and Snydergaard doesn't? <laughs> you know what? It, it's not as blown out. Like, Well, he's got the Thor thing going. Yeah, too, so but, like, the Grom's of... hair is it's almost like he, like, uses a curling iron before he hits the mound. <laughs> and it's, like, blown out. So glow, so glow, <laughs> keeping his face smooth. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how's the beer, guys? It's delicious. Just about beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Yeah, it's outstanding. Like I said, man, it's nice and light, real flavorful. It's delicious. It's absolutely great. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's so, very good. Uh, very good stuff. Moving on to uh, something else. Uh, Pete Rose getting yeah. inducted into the Wall of Fame. Um, it's been officially announced. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, anybody who dislikes this, I, I don't, you know, understand it. Everyone thinks he's a red or blah, blah, blah. No, I mean, it, this, this he is He got well him a series. He got him two another. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I, I Mike Lieberthal on it. There's no reason on earth you shouldn't have Pete Rose on it. Look, you, well, Lieberthal played for a while. You look at the best. Toby didn't though, so obviously. I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, you look at the uh, the best first baseman's ever to play for the Phillies. He's there. I mean, he's on the list. It, it, you know, you got 
Tomey and you got Howard. They had a pretty good run at first base, but they only have a little sliver that are you know legitimate Hall of Fame contenders. Mm-hmm. And Rose is definitely on there. Rose is absolutely on there. So I have no problem with that at all. No. Uh, it's it's one of the better, like you said, with the Lieberthal one, it's one of the better uh, uh, votes they've had. Uh, and think about it, the fans are going to go crazy for him, dude. Oh, my God, they're going to go nuts. Yeah, I mean, he's appreciated here. Shit, maybe when, just as much as in Cincinnati, quite That honestly, day, there's going to be more. the amount of work. There's going to be more Hall of Fame chants than <clears throat> ever before. Yeah. We know how to do it here in Philly when it comes to that stuff. So Yeah. Is that kicked? Nah. Oh, all right. They were still in the first beer. It's very good. Good stuff. The first grail, I should say. Not the first beer. Right. Yeah. We were already um, like well, I guess beers. technically three. I'm still kind of on my first beer. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're in your second. You had a head start on me. I was yeah. getting the food. And then I had another <laughs> beer, too. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is excellent. Very good. I, I, like, the, uh, I like the blueberry. It, it's, it's, the, it's a hint of it. It's not overpowering, but it, it's definitely Like, visually, flavored. it looks like it should drink heavier than it actually does. Right. No, it's... it's yeah, it, it's very it's good. It's very light considering the way that, you know, it looks. Yeah. I, I can't think of what the word is. Mirror? No. Chair? No. Oh, right. <laughs> 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 um, the other thing, I don't know if you guys saw this, Forbes magazine came, came out and said that the Phillies operating income was the best in the major leagues last year. So basically, what the oper- surprised. yeah, what the operating income is, it's basically cash <coughs> cash brought in versus cash <coughs> paid out. More specifically, Does that include player salaries. Well, it's it's earnings after expenses before interest and taxes. It better because they had the lowest payroll in baseball. Yes, they did, and that's and what I'm saying. Does that count? Like, are they? Oh, yeah. they had the lowest payroll, payroll right? Absolutely, yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, then does. that's probably a huge part of the reason that they're, well, there. they're still a bigger market, so they're still drawing. Absolutely, a bit. it's it's the market, it's the size of the market, it's the lucrative TV deal, and their low payroll. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they did. They had just signed the Comcast deal before the uh, season started last year. Didn't Not they? to mention, it was the swan song for Howard. So there's a lot of people that wanted to come in just to see Howard one more time. Well, also too, I mean, uh, I think some of it was. The front office was finally getting resettled. Everything was finally starting to kind of come back together organizationally after Dave Montgomery was ill and, right. you know, stepped aside. It's kind of interesting how, like, I wonder what the what the change was there. Because, like, well, first of all, they, they spent well, 90... What were the previous years? They, they, yeah, they spent $92 million last year. 24 teams spent more than them. And then the MLB average was $129 million that for spending. But they they experienced the third highest percent change in value uh, to their franchise, up thirty four percent. Again, I think the TV deal had a lot to do with that. Oh, absolutely! And only the Blue Jays and the Marlins gained more value. And you think the Blue Jays have been, which is a little surprising to me because the Blue Jays payroll is a little high. Um, yeah, but they they've been putting a good product on the t- on the field well, for the last yeah. few years. And I don't know what the TV situation is with Toronto. Um, I mean, obviously, Toronto is not the number one, not even close to the number one sport. Or baseball is not even. Right, yeah, I mean, they're a hockey town. Although their hockey team sucks and has for years. And the the Marlins. I mean, the Marlins got a new stadium a few years ago. Yeah, I don't understand the Marlins that much. Other than the fact that they got a couple star power players with Stanton and, well, you know, they lost. Yeah, Fernandez. All right. Which, by the way, um, I don't know. That brings up a good point. They're building a statue for him. Uh, yeah, I know. I know that's. Uh, uh, the, I, I heard the, the mixed feelings about that. Um, 
I, I mean, it's, there's such a big Latin American community down in that area. I mean, I don't know if maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it's trying to engender a little goodwill like among the people that are they're hoping but he, to go to the baseball game. Not only did he die, but he killed someone else. Yeah, and he was drunk out of his mind. And on reportedly. cocaine. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, yeah. That's why I'm like, Well, no, the Eagles retired Ron Brown's number. I mean, they didn't build a statue to him, but you could make the same case. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? That he that's was being true. irresponsible, caused the death of a kid. That's true. And yet, you know, we do nothing but sing his praises and say what a you know fantastic what a, what a great player he was. He was. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I guess there's certain parallels. I mean, you know, Jerome Brown wasn't coked up and drunk, but he was completely acting irresponsibly. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess it's. Oh, I guess it's a little worse. When it's there's drinking involved, but still, um, well, it's both in his case. I mean, dr- drinking and cocaine. I mean, he was right. Jerome Brown killed a kid though, too. Oh no, I know. I mean, he killed someone as well, Fernandez. But, I, but I'm not, it's I'm on not. a boat, I guess. So everyone kind of doesn't see that I'm the on same a as boat, drunken. Bitch. Boats and hose. Prestige. Uh, well, I, why? I mean, if why? it was me why? though, why? I'd, I'd why? probably skip why? it. Maybe that's why he was busy doing that. Prestige, worldwide, wide, wide, wide. <laughs> wide. Now, I, I don't know. I Research and development. We put, let's put white out on the B. It died. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't. I, I don't think I would have immortalized him that way, but. No, I, uh, dude, first of all, what was he, 24 years old? I suppose it would have done something. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it would have been nice to have like a little tribute night for him or maybe something like that, but building a statue, I think, is like way over the top. This might be the difference. Uh, and again, I'm not, I'm not downplaying what Jerome Brown did, but Jerome Brown had a pretty established career to that point and was a pretty dominant player. Fernandez. Was twenty four years old or twenty three years old? He, he just was also sta- pretty dominant though. Too, he at the just same time. started his career. Just yeah. started it. Jerome well, Brown a lot was of people in a, did say the same thing about Jerome Brown though. He, he was, was already only getting better. Yeah. And, you know, he had a well, yeah, but he, career in front of him. He was already in the league for five or six years at that point. Was he in the league for five, five years? I think five. it was. Yeah. Uh, was, I thought what, it was four or five, but Fernandez was right. probably like three, wasn't he? That sounds about right. Uh, and and Fernandez was baby considered to be the top pitcher in the league or, you know, right in that. Yeah, I mean, again, I wouldn't have done way. it, but it's not like I can't sort of figure out where people are thinking either because we did sort of kind of do the same thing with Brown. Right. Well, anyway, so. But we also didn't build a statue for Jerome Brown. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they would have done better to just have, like, maybe a really nice tribute night for him or something like that. And I mean, I know they kind of did that after he passed away last year, but. There should be a way to. There should be a way to do this other than you know build a statue to him. Right. All right. Um, Before we get into anything else, though, I uh, just I, I do want to say you know while we're talking about the Phillies, and I know we got a lot to talk about, but I, I, oh, I am Ron getting, got a lot ahead. I. Sorry. I um, I'm getting frustrated, and I know this sounds bad because the whole process thing, but I'm getting frustrated waiting for the Phillies and the Flyers, for that matter, to finally Turn kind of... Corner. Yeah, I mean, you know, for years it's been, you know, prospects are coming, just just wait, prospects are coming, just wait, and then... Well, with the Phillies, I think this year you got to wait until about, like, July or August and kind of see if they're starting to rotate some of the kids up. But, I mean, I feel like they've... 
the kids that they've rotated up haven't panned out. The the farm system's getting worse. I I, I feel that I, I don't know. I just feel that it's. I don't know if it's. I'm not sure if they're going to be any good. I think it's gotten better. That, hmm? I think it's gotten better. Well, I mean, we've always said, look, everybody's not going to work out. Like that's just impossible. Like there's no way that they're going to bring up every prospect. So I think as they get closer to the bigs and as you start seeing these guys kind of weed themselves out a little bit, I think that gives the mistaken interpretation that the system's getting worse when in reality you're actually just finding out what mm. you had in the first place. Right. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? If you get a third of the guys to pan out, that's that's good. Yeah, because, I mean, we said 2019 was when all these players are coming due. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll have their pick of the litter for basically whoever they want. If it's Manny Machado, Mike Trout, Bryce Harper. And that's the other thing about Machado. I mean, Machado if they put, skip out short. on that and somehow they come out of that empty-handed, then, yeah, this whole thing's just been a disaster. Uh, Machado plays plays short in third, and you have Franco at third, and you have J.P. Crawford coming up to play well, short. I'm assuming you would play, if you did it, Machado over at third, bounce Franco over to first, yeah, and then you would I've have heard. Crawford at shortstop. Okay. Like, that's the way, if it was me, that's the way that I would do it. Yeah, I, I just, I kept hearing his name. I'm like, well, why would they do that? Well, whatever case is. Like, I, I yeah, think that you always pull that off. Yeah. yeah. It's well, going to be tough to get, I mean, it's still going to be tough to get one of those guys. But I, I don't know, I just... I'm getting to the point where I'm like, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Same thing with the Flyers. I don't know if it's – I'm getting to the point where I'm not sure if it's ever going to happen. Well, the Phillies are to the point. I think they need to hang their hat on somebody. Like, you've got to see somebody come up and actually have him legitimately contribute. Yeah. Without, Herrera, like, all these flaws attached to his game like Franco. Herrera was a Rule 5 guy who they kind of lucked out on. He's – Yeah. You know, he's not solid. a superstar. He's solid. He's, but solid. he's, he's a bit know. of a success story, but he didn't come from their system, I think is what Mike's getting at. Well, not only that, but, I mean, he's – He's borderline star, definitely not a superstar, not somebody who's going – he's not a game changer. Kind of reminds me of Shane Victorino mm-hmm. with less power. Well, that's well, fine. Victorino's a pretty good field. Well, no. Nah. No, I mean, even so, I mean, that's that's fine. But Victorino was like the sixth guy on that team. Yeah. Well, if Herrera, hypothetically, is the sixth guy on a team, I don't think anybody – Well, you know, I mean, Herrera's, Herrera's a fine starter. If Herrera's right. – you know, star, I'm not saying Herrera's not a starter. He's just – I'm saying he's a borderline star. I would even yeah. say that Herrera. No, no, no you're misinterpreting what I mean. I mean, if the team's so good that you've got Herrera in the six hole, that's fine. Like, right. you know, I don't think anybody would really even blink about something like that. If her, if you throw Herrera on that team, you mean? Yeah, yeah. I think it would fit perfect. Like, you right. know, just in theory, like if you warp time and space and you lost Victorino for some reason, and then substituted him with Herrera, I think people generally would be pretty happy with that. Yeah. Right. Did you see his backflip the other night? No, he hit, he hit a he hit a ball right. Oh, and off it, the bat, morning track. Yeah, after, uh, he hit the ball. Actually, I, off the bat, I was like, "Wow, this is gone." And he flipped the bat up. I'm like, "Oh, hurry!" And you see the outfielder like just kind of coasting on the ball. I'm like, "Oh no!" <clears throat> yeah, like, he bat flipped, and it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, I heard it wasn't that. even in the warning track. Dude. It was like it was like good five feet before the warning. Yeah, track. he's like, got wow. a bad habit of pulling yeah. stuff like that too. Yeah. Where he gets a little overexcited. <laughs> but that's yeah. the same like you. Uh, Victorino is a good comparison because Victorino used to do dumb shit all the time too. Yeah, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I agree though. I think number one, I mean, the frustration with the Flyers, in my opinion, is absolutely deserved. Uh, I mean, the team. Uh, I don't see how you look at the season as anything other than a failure. Right. Yeah, we're going to talk mean, a went, little bit more about that in a minute because so there's something deserved. else that I wanted to bring up about that. No, but I, I think you're right though. I think every bit of frustration that you're feeling there is deserved. Phillies need a success story this season. They need one of their guys to really pan out. I agree. Like, they need to call somebody up at some point, and he's got to 
significant. Show that he can do not something. Not necessarily significantly contribute. It's not like he's got to hit 30 home runs in 40 games or something ridiculous. But you want to see them be able to, like I said. Some sort of progress in the right direction. you gotta, right. you got to like, see something. You know, so, God, it's like, man, he's got a good chance to be like, really like, good. Wow, yeah, Roman, exactly. Roman Quinn exactly. can you know really show that he can play at this level or right. something, you know? Yeah, exactly. Did you guys hear about the Japanese player, Shiono Atoni? Yeah, I did. I wrote an article on him last year. Yeah. Last year you did? Yeah. Oh, nice. I don't, I don't remember seeing that. i got to be honest with you. I completely missed that. Yeah, he's like the Japanese Babe Ruth. Two-way player, pitches, yes. and, you know, he's a complete power hitter. He right. averages 102 miles per hour pitching. Averages. Wow. Averages. Like, that's, that's crazy. Ridiculous. And can hit for extreme power and, like, knocks 300 a batting average. 23 years old. Yeah. Why is he not in the major They're league? working on it because he can lose – Right now, the way it's his contract, contract the way his contract is, he's actually earning more money now. If he came over here, he would actually lose money. Um, okay. So I think it's a matter of that. You know, he's not being a dummy about it, but uh, it's not like baseball small in Japan. I mean, J- Japanese baseball is the doing second well. biggest market. And yeah. uh, but he is eventually going to come over here, and you know, if he does, maybe that's a guy that the Phillies look at, right? I mean, well, they're talking about keeping him on the West Coast. I mean, there were teams like the Dodgers or one that. All over him. From what I remember, I think the, sure. s- the Mariners were why, another team why that like, they be? really were interested. Well, I think most teams are interested. No, I mean, but but I know, think it was mostly like West Coast teams. From what I remember reading when I wrote the article a year ago that nobody read. And it, uh, no, I'm, I'm I sure I read it, it was a year ago. I, I just I don't remember that. Um, no, I, the <laughs> the problem is, oh, do you good for you? When he comes over so, yeah, to the majors, do do you want to? Um, is he going to be a pitcher, or is he going to be a, like? You, you, there's, there's no two-way players. In, no, in, in fact, that was one of the things that I had written about when I did it last year at the end of the last baseball season. Is that no? I mean, that's part of the the hang-up that he was having originally. Is that he apparently loves playing two ways, right? And doesn't necessarily want to give it up. And the team that he's on it. now, fucking right in the pussy. What? Just because. Oh, all right. It's been a while. And the team that he's on now basically let him do virtually whatever he wants. Right. So, you know, they line him up as a pitcher, and then they stick him in as a designated hitter. Mm. But, yeah. you know, Major American, League, they're uh, going to make him choose. Like American they're, League They're obviously not going to let him do that, thinking, okay, I mean, you're a Cy Young caliber pitcher by the numbers that you're putting up in Japan. Mm-hmm. Again, a, a league that's almost just as competitive as yep. the stateside league. You know, you're going to have a much longer career, much more lucrative career, by just picking one or the other. Right. And... uh Last baseball story tonight, Black Popeye. Um. <laughs> Black Popeye. Yeah, my buddy Mike and I, that was our nickname for him back in the day. Otis Nixon. Uh, <laughs> he did look exactly like Popeye. Black Popeye, Otis Nixon. Look him up on Google if you're not familiar. Again, this, this is back in the early 90s. He played for the Atlanta Braves. He was a pain in our asses for years. Yeah. yeah he was a hell of a player. Man. He, was, he, was, he stuck around for a while. Pain dude, in the ass. Dude, he was like. He was 25. He looked like he was 56. Yeah. He had something. He did, man. He looked like he'd been through a war. I am what I am. <laughs> he's like goddamn Benjamin Button. <laughs> he, he, he was. So he, and he had like. 20 he years old, old looks like yeah. 70. He wasn't Wait. a looker. <laughs> no, man. He had a face for newspaper. <laughs> we ended up like bringing him up last year at some point, And then we were joking around about it. But, you know, about his coke problem, whatever he had going on. But um, he went missing. Seems he's still struggling. Yeah, he went missing this week, and he was missing for like two days. He uh, took a car. He was supposed to have, I guess, a meet or a grocery shopping. And Ron shopping being or the something. cynic, or not Ron, Sean being the cynic say, prick that he was, wished he was, was okay. still missing. 
to this day so that it would be a better story. So we have more to talk about. But unfortunately, <laughs> Otis Nixon was found. Two days, unfortunately, two days later. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, he was found. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he's fine. <laughs> they they found him like in a you know. At least he wasn't like asleep in a in the middle of a lake or something <laughs> like like that. Shit, uh, like who uh, that? the football player. Uh, oh, God damn! Yeah, former. Yeah, he and his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were both asleep. The car's like <laughs> sinking into a lake. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cartoon. You just see like air bubbles, bubbles like kind of coming up as going out of the water. Too. Boop, bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, a bubble purse. You just, you help me. I remember like Sonic the Hedgehog when you're like underwater <laughs> and you had to do that level and you had to suck on the bubble to like give you an extra like, uh, half yeah. just, you know, a couple seconds of life. Oh my God, who the hell was that? <laughs> That's gonna. Ta- I'll have to look. He's a Jacksonville Jaguar. He was a Jaguar player. I, yeah. I remember that. Oh, <laughs> shit. Who was it's that? a miracle. He wasn't eaten by a crocodile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but uh, yeah. So Otis Nixon was. Famous. Where was he found? They found him at home. Like I don't know. He just showed back up at home. He's like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> like, what the, like really? Did you just watch ESPN? People are looking yeah, yeah. for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to lay low for a while. <laughs> no, stop laying low for Christ's sake. Yeah. yeah. Went on a bender. Yeah, probably did. There's uh, there's some there's some guys that I know that probably were missing for two days and just went from floated from bar to bar. They were also like you know eighteen nineteen yeah. years old at the time. Halsey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I didn't want to actually name anybody, but yeah. He's <laughs> not listening. So yeah, do, you, do you want to start with uh, NBA playoffs and then we'll get in the NHL NHL real quick? Yeah. All right, we'll knock this out. We got a lot of football stuff to get to tonight too. We do. So we'll, we'll we'll blow through this real quick. On you know, uh, just want to go through the matchups real fast. Yeah, like that's what I okay. wanted to do. Um, so the NBA playoffs are underway. Your uh, number one or number two Cavaliers are taking on the Pacers right. in the Eastern Conference. Um, I guess we'll do the matchups and we'll give predictions of what's going to happen there. Sure. All right. So, so you got Cavs and Pacers. Yeah, I mean, does it? I mean, Cavs and four. I mean, is it even? Yeah. Pacers steal a game. I think it might steal a game too. I, I think it's. I think it's. But five. yeah, either way, I mean, Cavaliers are never not in control or of the three, series. Three. I mean, it's three, right? Three game series. I don't First, know, isn't it? I, I thought they made that seven they, at some yeah, point. I, I thought they say, bumped I thought it up they to seven. It back. Yeah, yeah, they did. They oh, did. All right. But uh, either I, way, I mean, I think the you know Pacers might steal a game, but Cavaliers are never in doubt to lose the series. I just think maybe they phone one in and drop one. Okay. Um. We have also the Milwaukee Bucks taking on the Toronto Raptors. That's an interesting one, actually. Mm-hmm. That's the three and six, I think, right? Yeah. So, so the Raptors are are, are the team on a rise. You know, they, they have a lot of young talent there. They can't seem seen to get over to home, man. The Bucks, to be honest with you. But the Bucks are kind of a team on a rise too. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago they obviously finished to get low enough to get Jabari Parker. So, right. I mean, they're. I'm going to go with the – I think it's going to be a tight series. It might even go the distance, but I think the Raptors' experience is going to edge them out a little tiny bit over the Bucks. I'm going to say Toronto in I'll, – I'll give the Bucks two games because they – um, the Bucks right. have uh, – they, they have this the superstar second-year guy. What, what's Greek his name? Freak. Yeah, the Greek Freak. Yeah. I'm not even going to attempt to <laughs> say his last yeah. name. Giannis, Anthony Nicole. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll go – what do you that think? Guy. I'm going to – I'm gonna give the guy with 800 consonants his last name. I'm gonna give like the, 16 Ks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give the Bucks one win. Okay, uh, but but the Raptors take it. Raptors in five then. Okay, yeah, yeah I was between five and six. 
Uh, you got uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Spurs in the West. That actually should be a fun matchup, too. No, I think the Spurs take that pretty really? easily. I, I think that's Spurs and five. Yeah, I think the same. I think it's going to be a little bit more competitive, but, I mean, I do think the Spurs ultimately take it. Grizzlies have a decent team. I like the Grizzlies. I mean, they, they just they play good defense. They seem like they can shoot. I, I do think they're a little bit outmatched with the Spurs, but at uh, the same time. Uh, I mean, Mike Conley. Mike Conley right. for, for Memphis. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, they got, I don't know, man, Kawhi Leonard right now. In my opinion, Kawhi Leonard is the best two-way player in, in the NBA. I mean, it's just both ends of the floor. I don't know if anyone Not quite the I mean, MVP, but no, not maybe MVP. not the best player, but uh, yeah. No, best, but best just overall, two-way. I mean, the Spurs put up such yeah. a body of work, it's really difficult to ever bet against them. I just think the Grizzlies make it competitive. Okay. Also, in the West, you got the Jazz and the Clippers. Uh, similar records, 51-31 this year, both teams. Uh, I'm going maybe just for nostalgia, which is weird to say about the Clippers, but I'm going to go to Clippers. Okay. I mean, the Clippers don't have any nostalgia, so that's kind of ironic. Um, yeah. What the hell? Yeah. I'll go with the Clippers. So we've, That's a toss-up. We've, we've agreed. I mean, that could go that seven. might go to That might go to distance. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Ron? I'm probably going to go to the Clippers. I mean, thinking yeah. back to last year, their playoff run then, I mean, really the only reason that – they didn't do as well as I think a lot of people expected them to. Is Blake Griffin was coming back off of an injury, mm-hmm. and they were a little bit rusty at the at a they really were very terrible rusty time. Last year. Yeah. So I I kind of I could see the Clippers taking that. I don't think it's nostalgia though. I think they're, I think they legitimately take it. Well, I no, I mean I, I just pick just regardless. Okay. I just meant that they've been in it for a while, and they you know, same oh, group see, of guys. Okay. Yeah, I got you. The, the Celtics are up one game to zero on the uh, on the box. Um, Celtics end up being the number one seed in the East, which is not the box. Uh, Didn't you say Cleveland? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chicago. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah, right. they're playing Chicago. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I see Boston in five. I see, I see Boston sweeping. Boston's my team to go to the championship. To be Are honest. they so, really? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we right, if we want to talk. Well, I mean, well, I, I don't see. Well, I figure after this, we'll get. So we'll, yeah, I, I give your prediction real quick. Series. Okay. okay. And then uh, Thunder Rockets. We got two that's more. a that's we got a two, good one. We got two more after really this. Really tough one. I guess I'm gonna go. I think the Rockets are the three seed, if I'm not mistaken. In that, I think that the Rockets have a better overall team. I think Westbrook and Harden head to head is going to be a fantastic, really that's fun be matchup. Fun. That's totally fun to watch. But in fact, I mean, it's sort of strange to say, but I mean, especially James Harden, not so much Westbrook, because with the triple-double the average at the end of the season, I think he did get a lot of publicity and a lot of accolades and everything. Which we didn't talk about. But man, James Harden turned in a phenomenal season. James, Harden, a good James Harden's right there for MVP. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, for all the players that constantly get press and are talked about on a national scale and everything like that, it's a little weird to say that Harden's a guy that might be a little bit underrated. But damn, man, he really, really had a great year. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that he had that great of a year. It just so happened to be the year that that Westbrook averaged a triple double. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think Westbrook overall is a little bit better of a player than Harden. But I think team wise, I think Houston's better, and they take it. I think uh, I, I see that going seven. Dogfight. Yeah. Same thing. I call it exactly the same way. No. It's no hard to argue with that. It really is. Uh, Going in, I was looking at the Thunder. Same like, reasons too. I actually think the th- or the Rockets, the Rockets are a little bit more of a balanced team than the Thunder are. You know, and that's the thing that that hurts the Thunder because I I looked at the Thunder and went, wow, 
you know, Westbrook's Westbrook's red hot right now. What if what if without Durant they finally get over that hump? That'd be crazy. What if they do? I mean, they they could. But I'm looking at it like, ah, but it's only him. Like, yeah, he's it's, it's one-sided, him. man. Yeah. yeah. But then again, it made me think to oh, one. You know, again, we're going well, the other thing too. Years. Is you want to play devil's advocate the other direction? But the Sixers did that. Uh, I mean, Christ, the Rockets have a bad habit of kind of choking in big spots. Uh, you know I mean, what? They I, haven't really gone. I'm gonna go Thunder, man. I think I'm gonna go Thunder okay. in this one. Yeah, that's it's tough though. It really is. The Rockets are a much better team. Collectively. But you know what? I think the Sixers had a little bit better role players than. Um, you know, Matumbo was an all star. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in his own Famer, man. Yeah. We got two more here. Okay. Portland takes on the uh, Warriors. Yeah. Should Golden we even State. bother with that one? Yeah, yeah Golden no, State no, no, sweep. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not going to answer on that one. And then we got the, the Hawks. And no, the, there's no reason to. I, mean, I did the Hawks. You know, I like the Trailblazers just in general. I think they got a fun team to watch if you're able to catch any West Coast games. But yeah, I mean, there should be no reason on earth that the Warriors don't dominate the series. Did I say Hawks and Wizards already? No. I didn't. No. I thought it did for some reason. Yeah, Hawks Wizards. That's the last matchup. <sighs> I'm gonna go Wizards. Sim- on that. Similar, uh, similar records. Yeah, Hawks choke in the playoffs, man. Yeah. Remember the one Wizards year they were not exactly they're a good habit of that either, though. That's true. John Wall's John Wall had a nice this is year. Corver though, too, though. I mean, that was. Yeah, I, I just think to John Wall's. It, John Wall's is in the prime of his career now, mm-hmm. so I think that this is the year that they he finally kind of puts it together and gets gets to the second round. Close one, but yeah, I could see Washington taking the series. John Wall's out. Really? Yeah, I just got a update here. For yeah, John, John Wall's out. He's hurt. For one the game? For the game, game one at least. Oh, well, I mean, shit. I mean, that, that changes could everything. Change the equation. <laughs> yeah, I'm going the other way if John Wall's not playing in the series. I'm just. I'm yeah, obviously. Taking away their best player. <laughs> uh, that's, that's tough. It's tough. Um,. So there was something I wanted to bring up about that. Well, I mean, did did you want to go? Oh, through the yeah, rest yeah, of yeah. The, so, so yeah, so Western Conference. Who do you think is going to represent? Well, I, I mean, I see this as a repeat as last year. I mean, I, I can't see anybody stopping Golden State. I mean, you know, San Antonio, give it a good chance, but I mean, they got better. They they got Durant. There, there's no reason. I mean, I see, I, I see them yeah, it's, it's coming hard. out, and I see, you know, I don't think that anybody's ready to challenge Cleveland. I don't really care about the fact that they're not the one seed. You know, I know that Boston's coming up, but I think that when it comes, push comes to shove, LeBron, the lights are going to be on. He's, you know, that's when he's going to shine and, and you know, he's going to dominate again. Well, I've I've got a similar opinion in the West anyway. I mean, I do think it's going to come down probably Warriors and Spurs. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time root, or not necessarily root, but it's really tough to bet against the Spurs. They've just done it for so long. It, you know, it's it's really difficult to ever count them out of much of anything. But, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I just think Golden State's got too much firepower. I mean, I just don't think unless they go on just a crazy cold streak, which I don't see happening, yeah, I think it's probably going to be Golden State. In the East, however, I do think Celtics are legit. They are legit. Yeah. I, uh, some reason, again, yeah. it's just an eye test. I got nothing to actually point to. There's nothing specific I could put my finger on because this – the Cavaliers did pretty much the same thing this time last year in the sense that, like, I just don't think they look right for some reason. Car bomb bet? <laughs> sure. What the hell? Why not? Can I get in on that? I'm in on that because I'm with Mike. Um, only uh, you, gotta, you, you may have two car bombs or you may get really fucked up. Well, you know, <laughs> oh, there you go. I have to. I have uh, to. You know. uh, well, either way, you're going to be two two car uh, bombs. Well, <laughs> we, could do, we could do just make, make it one. It's all right. 
I got no issue doing too. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Um, that's what th- Uber's for, man. I, I say that because uh, experience alone. Um, I think that the Celtics are a very good team, and they're they're going to be uh, just – look, I look at the Eastern Conference in the future. It's nothing more than just a hunch. Like I said, just something about the, I, I'm not, the Cavs this year just I can doesn't look I completely see right. it. Completely see it happening. Um, I just I just see youth, the two youths, <laughs> and I just think they're a little too young, uh, especially when you're going up against a team like LeBron and, and that team. Plus, um, I hate the Celtics, so fuck them. Yeah. That might be why. And it's going to be a long – this is going to be a good competition between them, the Sixers, and the rest of the Eastern Conference final, Eastern Conference teams for the next couple of years. Wait, who? The Celtics and the Sixers. The Celtics, Sixers. You know, assuming, That's assuming a good robbery, that the Sixers, man. you know, everything pans out the way that we're hoping. That's kind of what I'm getting at here, uh, you know. But that's another discussion. But for now, I, I'm going. I'm still going Cleveland. I'm still going. going I got to go Golden State. Going in, like I said, I was. I was flirting with saying the Thunder. I really was because I was like, wow. They, but yeah, they just don't have the depth. And, and like, I, I would even take a team like, like even Houston. Man. Even Houston can beat the Thunder. I, I don't know. It's tough. And then I uh, in in the championship, I I have Golden Spurs State. can beat the Thunder. It, again, I, I just don't think. Ultimately, if it turns out to be the Thunder and the Warriors, uh, again, the Warriors just have so many different ways they can kill you. Yeah, but Westbrook got under uh, Durant's would, skin last time. He would time, literally man. have to. Yeah, but he's got to do that in a seven-game series yeah. too. I mean, he's got to get under his skin. Yeah. And then you know, even if he gets under Durant's skin. They still, still have Curry and you know, had a little bit yeah, of. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Here. There's so many other ways they can kill you. I don't well, know. You know what, down here, I mean, but you Christ. know what? You know what the thing is though. Last year, the Warriors, first of all, they lost in the finals, right? But second of all, they struggled to get to the finals last year, if you remember. And it took seven games, I think. But they were how many? Seventy-three wins last year, and yeah. and they struggled. This year, you know, some of those guys aren't having the years they had last year. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's somebody's got to. I'm just kind of playing the other side. Yeah, a bit. I understand. But I mean, when when you get somebody like Durant, somebody has to take a little bit of a backseat to it, and there's going to be guys that are going to that numbers aren't going to be good because there's just too much talent on. Well, the even team. past that too. I mean, there's a chemistry factor too. I mean, well, yeah. the guys have got to learn how to play with a guy with Durant's game. I mean, that's that takes a little bit to acclimate themselves to. So right. I wasn't necessarily shocked that they got out of the gate a little on the slower side. But I mean, the four legit superstars, I just can't see them or at least three legit superstars and then two stars with somebody like a Draymond Green and maybe you throw somebody like Nick Dalla in that Roll. Yeah. Um, yeah, again, it's just uh, – I think they just overwhelm teams. So NHL real quick? Um, yeah, before we get into the NHL playoffs, I just wanted to kind of throw it out there, and this is getting to your point. So the Flyers underachieved this year. I think there's – I think we all agree on that. Um, I don't see how you look at it otherwise. So they underachieved – last time I played for a while. And the Flyers are going on the yeah, peak of power play. <laughs> I don't remember. So, the, they, they underachieved. They were supposed to be better. They weren't. You know, the, there's, the, the players didn't do as well. The, you know, the coach wasn't. And then at the end of the year, the last game of the season, after a loss, I guess, they, they get a standing ovation from the crowd, and they lift up their sticks, and mm-hmm. it's all kumbaya. Like, do you, do you really want to celebrate that? I mean, I know 
it, it's tradition. It's but yeah. What's your thoughts say, on that? As in tradition, as much as it is, literally just uh, all right. Well, we'll get them next year. I look at final home game, send them off. You know, I don't. I don't have as strong feelings as you do about it, Mike. I. I I look at it as well. I mean, look, they're saluting the fans more than anything. Okay, they're saluting the fans, going, "Thanks for coming out and supporting us." You know, through the season. Yes, we un- we know we didn't make. Like, you know, if you took like, a poll of everybody exited in that stadium, do you really think the vast majority of them would say yes? Yeah, it's a really disappointing year. Flyers fans are probably. different. Though. Before the season started, I thought they were going to win a playoff series. I was my pick. I, one series win and then losing a second. So game. I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. You missed the playoffs, the, and then I'm not gonna rip the players for for holding their stick ups. No, no, but, no. I'm but the, the fans, ovation, like, if yeah. If you were to take a poll as fans are walking out, I mean, I think the majority of them would acknowledge, yeah, you know what, this really was. A we bad have year. issues here. But but then why did they? Why do you cheer an underachieving year? Because, look, I I think it's out of respect for the team that that kind of look. They, should you respect a team that didn't live up to expectations? Yeah, but I you, gotta admit, I kind of thought everybody did that. To me, honestly, I mean, it might be all of it, but I mean, if I was at the last Phillies game of the season, I'm pretty sure they it, would probably get some kind of a standing ovation. Yeah, you still, you still cheer. You know, I mean, not quite in that same spectrum. No, you I mean, know, you're, you're pointing the sense that the Flyers fans are probably ultimately too forgiving. Uh, uh, I I don't disagree with, but in this particular years, case, dude. I don't know if that's necessarily the. I don't I, know. I think this is pretty common. I don't really think this is that off the wall. No, I mean, it, I don't know if it's off the wall or not, but I'm just saying that is it right? Is it right to cheer an underachieving team? It's one thing if you're bad and you know you're going to be bad or you're you're building towards something and you haven't quite got there yet. It's another one you're expected to take and you step backwards instead of forward. Well, in this case, I mean, they can make the argument that they are building towards something, even if it didn't work out this year. You hope. I mean, we we were just talking about that. Well, I mean, yeah, are that's they? what I'm saying. Like, uh, I would start to seriously have doubts if they were moving in the right direction. I mean, again, you know, there was a lot of people that you're really counting on that came up small. And um, I don't hate any of the players or anything like that. So, I mean, it's not like it's something like that. I do. Well, you hate a couple of the players. Fuck Matt Reed. Man, what a disappointment. Fuck too. Schultz. I mean, fuck McDonald. Matt Reed had that one season where he scored like 30 goals or something ridiculous. And he looked like he was going to be a really like nice year, contributing player for here. a long time. Like, never a superstar, but somebody like really dependable on like the third line. Man, he's really just Ooh, dropped off. I mean, I, yeah, I guess that was a total mirage, and he's just not that guy. Those three Schultz, McDonald, Matt Reed. Talk about a drop off the face of the earth, though. Okay. So anyway, so I, I guess creep. I guess I'm a little bit in the minor- minority on just kind of thinking that. I I don't uh, know if you are, Mike. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know if you, if you check the temperature of of the Philadelphia fan in general, but I also think that speaking like, speaking of the Philadelphia fan in general, I think we're getting softer. I think we're getting softer. I think we're getting a little more. Well, it's okay because we're rebuilding, and that and that's kind of what it is. Right. It's well, we're a team on the rise, and we're a team with progress, and we have a lot of young kids coming but up. Are you? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you there's trade, so many instances you, you where you look your at veteran, a team like the Flyers, and it's like, well, yeah, are they, you? They are though. Because, or are you like really overvaluating what you have, and you're really not as good as you think you are? Well, look at their defense. I mean, you you traded your veteran, your your, your most veteran uh, defenseman away. You have a bunch of stiffs like Schultz and McDonald, and then you have Proveroff playing your defense in front of your goaltender who's... It's not so much them, though. It's more guys like Couturier, 
Ghost Beer really didn't have the kind of season you were expecting uh, them to have. No, Vorchek's but you kind know of what? been up and down. But you know what? Think about that for a second. Vorchek's at least got a body of work you could point to, though. Vorchek did okay. He had an okay season. Uh, Giroud was a disappointment this year. But if you look back, think about last year. They overachieved last year. They weren't expected to make the playoffs. And why? Because of Gossespierre. Gossespierre had an amazing season last year. He led the power play. Like I mean, he just – he. He carried the team on his back pretty much. Well, how much, much this is like baseball, though, where they didn't have a book on the kid and just didn't really know how to play him quite yet. Nah, now that he's think. been in the league a little bit, all of a sudden... Dude, he was sniping from, from the point on the power play and, and now on the mid. I don't care if you have a book on the guy or not. You know he's shooting from the point. you got to stop that puck, and he, they, they couldn't. This year, for some reason, he... Man, watching him, man, he just didn't... He wasn't as aggressive. You know, I don't know if he was trying too hard. I don't know what the case was, but... I expect him to bounce back. I really do, especially when you know Sam Warren comes in and and these other kids come up. And again, it's a young team. They overachieved last year. Am I disappointed that they didn't make the playoffs? Absolutely. I thought there was an outside chance that maybe that this late run. I, I'm a sucker for doing that. But I I thought when they beat the Islanders in one game, they would have been four points back. But then Boston went in and right. ended up winning the next like four games, and that was the end of that. But you know, I just I just thought there was an outside shot. But No, I mean it's not even necessarily specifically that they made the playoffs, it's more they looked bad doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's my thing more than anything. Like they didn't play well. The goaltending was really bad most of the year Woo. from both Nueva Earth and uh and Mason. They Dude. both turned in really lousy seasons. So wow what a difference. <laughs> I'll bet. I just took a sip of the uh, Missionary IPA coming from the other one. And, and no disrespect to the other beer because it's a very tasty beer. Like you well, said, it's, it's, a different, it's a different style. I mean, yeah. this wow. is going to kick you in the ass. This Dude, is a smooth beers. drinking this beer. This beer kicks you in the ass. Missionary IPA from uh, Naked Brewing. Dude, we uh, cleaned up on the food. Yeah, I don't even think we're done yet. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. Happy <laughs> so good. Again, happy Good Friday. I'll tell you what. Enjoy I, your meat. Yeah. You know, I ate so much last week. I woke up the next day. I'm like, why did I like eat that week. much food? Or, I took yeah. a couple of Zantac before I came here. <laughs> I was all set to go. Yeah, I mean, like I woke up. I'm like, I really, I, I really stuffed myself too much. The food was, dude. How was the next day dump? It was early. Yeah, it was bright and early. Yeah, it was bad. I was ready to either give birth to something or time travel. Dude, yeah. it was fucking. It, it smelled awesome. like it smelled like fucking dog food. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, is there Alpo in the toilet? Like, it was that bad. It was like, holy shit. She, even she's like, Jesus Christ, like like 15 minutes later. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's still there. When did we own Saying a dog? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Just letting you know. Hi. Hi, everybody. Dude, that was... You know still what, there. though? It, so, anyway, uh, NHL playoffs? Yeah, but it shows you had a good night the night before. Uh, well, I mean, generally, it's just to kind of back your point up, I mean, I, I do think you're correct. Ultimately, I think, beer you poops. know... I think fans are far too patient in a lot of instances. Like, yes. you know, I think frustration with the Flyers is deserved. I think the Phillies, they're still on the front end of things, but I do think they need some kind of success story this year. Right. Like, you, you have to see somebody come up and actually play well. Right. I think they need to do that this year. They don't have to, like, you know, it's not really so much about wins and losses, but, you know, some of these guys that you've been hearing about for two, three years now, you want to see something tangible at this point. Right. It's time. 
It, like, you know, you've had a couple seasons to pull the minor league system together. Mm-hmm. You want to see, go. okay, at some point you got to produce Next something. Next year you better you you better produce something or else Haxel's gone. That's what I'm saying. Like, just in general, at some point, you know, Flyers fans I do think are too apologetic. Like, at well, some point, wins need to start counting. I mean, every one of these like, teams. Like, it's not acceptable to miss the playoffs. Every one of these not teams to be a year, a year away from being a year away. Which right. is, is – and but every think, year is a year away from – like, so when does uh, it – like – yeah, when is I mean, it not okay anymore? I don't know. Like, I mean, I wasn't looking at the Flyers being a contender this year. I thought they were you thought you'd be able to look at tangible no, right. progress. No, it wasn't being a contender. Well, it was a year away from being a contender. Now they're a, another year away from being a contender. I mean, they they're they went backwards. You wanted to at least see them go forward. I mean, again, we both said you know there's you don't they next could year very well not win a playoff game, but we thought okay if they're going up against the number one seed, you expect them to be more competitive than they were last year. Right. Either that, or like you said, win a playoff series, so right. they'd be a year away from being a year right. away. Now yeah. they're back to a year away from yeah. being a year away. Well, like the Sixers yeah. back in two thousand two thousand one, it was the same thing leading up to that point. Okay, they were a terrible team. Then they got to five hundred. Then they made the playoffs. Then they beat the Magic to get to the second round. Lose that. Then they get to the second round again, beat the Pacers. You know, you were yeah, able to yeah. definitively see progress, progress in the right direction yeah. all right. the time. You started to see that with the Flyers. But and then this year, back. it just, you know, this was a firm step in the wrong direction. And everybody else has kind of been that way. So, yeah, but I know we got to, we, we do have to move on a little bit. Yeah. So, do we want to go through the NHL playoffs real, real quick? quick. Uh, just disclaimer Rangers are up 3 2 in game two. They're already up 1 nothing on the Canadians in the series. Canadians, I thought, might be a little bit of a sleeper. This too. is an interesting pick. Carey this Price is, is a great goal. The Canadians started off red, freaking hot to start off the series. To start off the season, I should say, they were the best team in the league for like the first three months of so the year. So, is this what is? Is this the and the Rangers really had a good season? So, this is a wild card matchup, right? These are the two teams in the wild card. Well, no, the Canadians weren't. A, no, the Canadians the were had I think a hundred point season. If yeah, the Canadians right. had a pretty good season. I thought they're that one they, of the best teams in the East. I yep. Okay, so they're. In the east of the, I, I, I want to say they put up like 109 or 110 points. I mean, they had a really so the nice Rangers year. It finished was in the third. The Rangers finished third in their. No, Rangers. Um, no, Rangers finished. Uh, Montreal was the best team in the league. Oh, were they in, in the east? Yeah. And. Um, Are you sure? I thought Pittsburgh. Well, 47. Was better than I'm looking at 47. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, I say I don't think that's right. But I do think no, like, why? I'm sorry. I, I apologize. I apologize. Whoa, no, they weren't. They were the best team in Atlantic, Montreal. I was looking at the wrong screen here. Right, okay. That makes more sense. Uh, the Rangers... Oh, and they finished the, in eighth. The Rangers They're, finished 102 points. However, the Rangers finished with the second... The third. The, the, the first wild card spot. Right, okay. Because of the division, because of so many teams. So I can't figure this the fuck out. So Washington, Pittsburgh, Columbus... They reseed everything, and it just... Washington, Columbus, and Pittsburgh all finished ahead of the Rangers in that division. So right. that bounces them down. Uh, the Metropolitan Division is fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah, like, there, I there's know they're so really many, good. Th- there's so many good teams in it. So what is it? The Boston's one seed? another one, too, that were really hot coming into the end of the year. The top seed plays the worst wild card mm-hmm. team, regardless of which division. But then yeah, the two, matter. three in the – the ones play the, the wild cards, I guess, and the two, three in each of them play each mm-hmm. other. Okay, that's how right. it works, right. So, 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 yeah, so that's – you get all that? I'm going the Rangers. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's going to be two nothing possibly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I would go the Rangers anyway. I think the Rangers are a pretty seasoned team. I think Montreal is just kind of a little bit of a flash in the pan. I, I understand Carey Price is good, but Pittsburgh's yeah, up. Goaltending can really carry you. Though. And the Metropolitan is just really good. 
this is a great matchup. And unfortunately, it's it's going the way that Philadelphia fans don't want it to go. But the Penguins are going to win their second game of the series against the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm really pulling for the Blue Jackets. Well, I, I'm pulling for the Blue anybody, Jackets, but I anybody but Pittsburgh. But they're they're actually my team out of the East that I would want to see because I think there's. I know Pittsburgh. we're going off tangent here, and, and sorry to interrupt, off but I, yeah, but um, yeah, off of a tangent. Um, Sydney Crosby. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Who? Sydney Crosby. Yeah. If he's it. if he's a flyer, you are a lush. I can tell by looking fuck at you. Would you would you take him? Yes. Would would you would cheer I for take him? him? Yeah. Would you cheer for him? Uh, yeah. yeah that you, sucks. Yeah. If he's scoring me goals, I don't give a shit if he's a crybaby or not. We had crybabies on our on our in our so city. You, you'd become a Crosby fan if he was a flyer. Like, no, I wouldn't buy his jersey. Who's the equivalent of Crosby McNabb in Philadelphia? No. Well, no. Um, Yager at great. one point. Not when he was here. We cheer though. for Yager. Yeah, but yeah, Yager was years removed, and yeah. I mean, I don't remember um, having. I mean, that's obviously. what I'm thinking of. Like, I'm trying to think. Come on, somebody you in think, Philadelphia that would think, be like a close. Do you think, do you think other teams liked Keith Jones? Yeah, but I mean, Keith he Jones wasn't was, a crybaby though. He was just a pain in the ass. It would. The only player that I could think of that I hated as much as Crosby is somebody like a Kobe Bryant. I couldn't cheer for Kobe Bryant. No. That would have been tough. I'll, I'll be honest. But it's with you. basically the same thing. Ah, oh, man. Um, I mean, McNabb's close, but he didn't yeah, but have the run no, of success no, no. that Crosby did. Right, yeah, well, but McNabb, right, McNabb, how about John, how we didn't hate McNabb until after how his How about Papelbon? When Papelbon was here. Well, we didn't it was, like Papelbon. I mean, it was hard. were cheering Papelbon. They were it booing was, him. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, Papelbon played for Boston. They were in, in yeah, a different when he, division. When he were, came here. When he came to Philly for the first time, like the first year, he's like, "Yeah, you guys are much smarter than Boston fans." Like he tried to win us over, right? Like he he did. He but legitimately I didn't, tried. I but. didn't. You know, I thought Papelbon was an ass, but I didn't have the hatred towards Papelbon that I do Crosby. He was he was in Papelbon's a different more like aloof. Well, not only that, yeah. but I mean, he's also he played for Boston. It's, it's he was tough, a different. Man. He was in the different. Like he league. wasn't a bitch, but it's tough because like you, you could criticize a lot of things justifiably about Papelbon, but he wasn't a bitch. Yeah, but he played in the Crosby's American League. Bitch. He played the American League, and he played in, you know, a team that you know was the you know the team that we hit his biggest rival. Like he was a jackass, but like he wasn't a rival Papelbon jackass. Quiet about anything though. All right, we got to yeah. All right, yeah, moving we, on. we got we got a lot. Uh, Blue, Blues in the Wild, uh, Blues in Minnesota, St. Louis is up in the series one nothing. God, I can't even. I I don't I, I don't know anything about either. I'm going. Teams. I'm going. I'm going the wild. Okay. I'll go St. Louis just to go the other way. But same thing. I really would be talking completely out of my ass to even make a guess. San Jose and Edmonton. Edmonton, of course, with the young kids uh, making our way. But San Jose's up in the series one nothing. San Jose. Yeah, I would go San Jose. I'll go the They're other way. Edmonton's just not quite ready for prime time yet. I'll go the other way. I think they win the series. Okay. Uh, Boston and the Senators. Boston's up one nothing in the series. Boston's. Boston. Uh, I'm going to say the Boston because they're yeah. they're they're kind of streaking the right way. Yeah, that's I was important. Say they're playing well hockey. at the right time. Capitals and the Maple Leafs. I'm going to Capitals. Capitals. Yeah. Predators. Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Yeah. I'm going to go Nashville. I think Nashville beats them. Yeah. And then uh, Flames and Ducks. No idea. Ducks are up one nothing. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. They're both actually both those teams are. Uh, okay, game does the Gingla still play for the Flames? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, he doesn't. All right, so there's your NHL uh, favorites to go. Hate to say it. Fucking Pittsburgh. I'll go Boston. 
like I said, I think Boston is playing really well I hope at the you're right. right time. Although I, I'm not a huge Boston fan. No, fuck that. I'd rather but, see Boston. But fuck Pittsburgh. all them, dude. Like Boston, the Rangers, fucking Pittsburgh. Ugh. I, I wouldn't mind seeing the Canadians. Capitals, I wouldn't mind seeing. Capitals just never seem to pull they it can't off. Pull they it can't off. get out right. the second year out of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I guess I got to uh, I gotta go Pittsburgh, I guess. Pittsburgh. And I, I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go fucking Nashville. I'm going to say Nashville goes. Really? Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go Nashville. I can't – I don't know who's seeded where in the West or who's really kind of – Well, it's not like it matters. I mean, <laughs> they're all over the place And it's your playoffs, man. You don't know. <laughs> San Jose, Chicago. I'm going to go Chicago. Uh, all right, just because Chicago always seems to be good, I'll, okay. I'll go to them, but I'm not sure. All right. Cool. I'm talking out my ass. Yeah, that's all right. Let's get to some football talk. Yeah, let's do it. It's gone! You want to start off with draft talk or you want to clean up the other shit first? No, nah, let's do draft talk. All right, let's do draft talk. So, uh, we're two weeks away. We are two weeks away from the draft in Philly, baby. That's right. This is maybe the most interesting draft in terms of the Eagles I, I can remember in a very, very long time. Because, I mean, for no other reason than, I mean, not necessarily in terms of the excitement. Because, I mean, there, we've had the top pick before, and, you know, we've been in the top five before and everything like that. But in this case, there's, like, there's a thousand different scenarios that all seem to make a, a complete perfect amount of sense for them to, to, to go down. Yep. I, I mean, it, you really don't know what you're going to end up getting. I mean, there's no clear-cut, definitive first-round pick. And, and basically, next week, by the way, is pretty much going to be all draft. I yeah. mean, we know that. So, so. Don't be alarmed. Like, oh, they're only going to be talking, you know, 40 minutes on the draft. No, next week's, like, heavy, heavy, heavy draft. Right. Um, well, I, just kind of to throw it out there now, um, Eagles just kind of go through, you know, uh, maybe 150 mock drafts this, this uh, site goes through. And they just kind of, like, you know, project They generalize out. who they – Yeah. Like, what's the consensus? So, the consensus, I'll go through who they have. 6.8% for Dalvin Cook. Christian McCafferty, it looks like he's at 6 Fifteen point four. Wow, ahead of Cook. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't at all. see that. I don't see that. I although mean, look, McCaffrey, I although think he's a bad I, player, but I don't want him at fourteen. Dalvin Cook just came out last night and said that he said that the Eagles have heavy interest in him. Well, right. he said this probably because right. his agent said that because right. you know. Another guy out there is uh, John Ross, five and a half percent. No, that's it. Not um, that high. I mean, Malik McDowell's gotten a little bit. Well, you feel the same way I do about him. What's up? I just I think they overvalue the speed, the combines, man. The combines. Not are to mention, yeah. he's got an injury jacket that's like he's this small. big. <laughs> he's small, dude. He's smaller than Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Hassan Reddick is interesting, and then I could uh, see that. I could see uh, that. I Jabril Peppers, a safety's a, kind of an interesting. Where's he at? No. I'd love to get Reddick, well, but I think he's going to be off the board. Peppers is a safety, but he's a linebacker. Like right. He, yeah, he, he could kind of. But he could play both. He's a little. He's an undersized linebacker, so he could probably play both. He'd be a hybrid. That and might not be a bad pick anyway, though, if it falls to the Eagles, because I mean, Malcolm Jenkins is getting up there in age. I mean, he's thirty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's not going to be around forever. So if you're thinking about somebody to eventually kind of slide in and take his role, I tell you what, man. Jab- you know, if he's there, that might be a good way to go. Before the se- college football season started, Jabril Peppers to me was going to be the number one pick. I mean, honestly, before the season started, I went, "Wow, this this kid's." He's flying all over the field. He's got it, man. He can play. He can do anything. And then he kind of just 
somehow slid down the draft board. And now you're talking uh, some mock drafts have him going late first round. I I don't think he's going. Late I'm like, first damn, round, like you, you fucking kidding me? Like this guy is a fucking playmaker. Somewhere around ten, I thought was probably about right. But now I'm thinking. I mean, the way it's been played out, I I think he's gonna be late teens, late teens or early twenties. Right. So Conley's another guy that's talked about, and then like of all the guys that I just went through. For others, is about forty five percent. So I mean, that's basically like all the guys. Like it's no, like there's just so many guys. Well, you didn't mention Mike Williams. You didn't mention Corey Davis. Right, they're all in that others category, along with ten other guys: Marshawn Lattimore. If he fell, Humphrey might be in that others category. Like you know, of a hundred drafts, it's you know. Fournette. You didn't mention Fournette. Fournette. I I did a mock draft on cornerpostsports.com. Yeah. And um, I said that at the very beginning, and and John, say his last name, please. Angie Lillo. Which is funny because he had a post about that. Did you see that? Yeah, that I People can't spell my... I was like, I can't even say your last name, dude. And, I got uh, used to it at this point. And then other people are like, you, what, you mean you can't say dick? I'm like, nice. <laughs> well done. But anyway, so uh, John's John's a great writer for us. Um, Matt Gregan, by the way, I want to give a shout out to him. Man. He's been putting out a lot of content lately. So thank you, Matt. Uh, really used your Easter break well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he did. He's done a ton of on the draft. It's it's been great. So so John came out of the mock draft. Uh, we we agree on a couple of picks. Not that I disagree with his picks. They're just my picks were a little different. I just saw things a little differently. I could see things both ways here for the most part. But you know, looking at the John uh, taking Bennett right, if I remember correctly. I think so. Barnett. Uh, Barnett. Bar- oh, Barnett. That's, yeah, 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 Which yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see. Defensive like, end, right? And again, yeah. like that goes with it. Like I can c- completely see the Eagles taking Barnett. Um, I just think that they're going to go best player philosophy. And if, in my case... If they do that, I think they're fine. I, I took... I, I said that Ruben Foster was going to fall. And they need a linebacker. No problem with that either. And Ruben Foster, to me, might be one of the most dominant linebackers in the draft, dominating defensive players in the draft. And if he falls... Certainly brings an attitude. You can't not take him. Like, if he's sitting there between him and... I don't know, Mike. Mike. Well, well Mike Williams. Nice thing, I, I don't though. see I mean, Mike Williams last. In my opinion, him and a cornerback. You know, there's I'm so many him. guys that it's like if we got him, I'd be deliriously happy. It, like it's almost like one of those unless they do something completely off the wall and try to be cute and maybe like you know out clever themselves somehow. Take a fireman, twenty seven year old fireman. Yeah, like that kind of thing. Unless they do something that's like that, like try to go for like a hidden gem in the there's, first round well, or something. That's, that's they a, should be fine. That's there's, the thing. I mean, there's literally ten guys that you're sitting here like quite literally. Yeah. And every one of them, you're like, uh, uh, okay. Like sure, none right? of them, none of them, you're like jumping up and down cheering for, but nobody that you're like freaked out, and mad about. No, no. It, it'd be, it would take a lot to be upset with the Eagles pick unless they take, like, an offensive lineman at 14, which... If they took... I'll tell you what. If they took the tight end, I'd be pissed. I know everybody's been talking about it. OJ Howard? Took, yeah. Well, here's what I do if that's the case, because I thought that was a little bit of an interesting scenario, and it does kind of fall into my take the best player available. And you, number one, just full disclosure... Myself, I've never been that sold on Zach Ertz in the first place. He was never really a guy. I always thought, especially locally, Eagles fans were crazy overrating him. I thought the you know the book on him kind of came out a little bit after your last beer, season. Your people started, to, people started to kind of see him for what he was a little bit more. You know, but just in general, he was never a guy that I saw as like an elite tight end. I think he's pretty good. I think he's good. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. 
you he's, still have three tight ends. There's there's no reason for you to take it. Well, there's just Brent too many Sox other at positions. The, the tail end of his career, so you don't really throw him in there. And Trey Burton, you know, as much as I like him, he's on a one year tender. He's just a guy, and he's on a one year tender. Yeah, no, but I, I like him. I think he's got a good hustle. I really like the the toughness he brings to the game. I like his versatility. His versatil- he he's very versatile. Yes. But he's not a, a game changer. Howard is. He's not going to be a starter. But getting to your point, you don't need him though. So what I would do if that's the case, I, I start working the phones. Well, I say you work the phones them. anyway. Again, if we're talking about 15, 10, 15 guys that like, you can't be mad at, then you might as well trade back and try and get something more than get one of those guys anyway. But if Ruben Foster or someone of his caliber is sitting there at 14, I don't trade back. No, but it's the same thing with O.J. Howard, though. If they exit the draft with uh, him, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah, but I will be. I mean, on their board, though. <sighs> That's awfully high be to sur- take a it, tight end. You know what? I'll put it this be way. Good, It'd but- be surprising. It'd be surprising. It would sink in and go, well, now you got once another weapon who can go downfield. The guy can block and run like a fucking gazelle. I mean, look at how well they utilized the two tight ends set down in Kansas City when Doug Peterson was there. I look mean, at that New was England. almost like their bread and butter. Yeah, right. before before the one committed murder. So it's not like it can't work, and there aren't ways to kind of you know even if you don't flag tight end as a need. I don't. If he's clearly the best player that's left on the draft board again at that point, if it's me, my first option is maybe to try to drop back a tiny little bit. And see if maybe I could pick up like a third round pick, you Next know, year. in addition to you know, yeah, that would be my first move. But you know, if it comes down to nobody really wants to wheel and deal, and that's the guy, then I wouldn't be mad. See, here's here's my thing. I'd be surprised. I there's I would be surprised. I wouldn't be mad. There's two guys, maybe three, that I would get excited about if the Eagles had a chance to draft them. Gaggedy. Lattimore's one. Okay. I know he's probably going to be – well, he maybe might be four. Go, he might be going. Well, no, I, I expect yeah. them to be well, gone. That's what I'm saying. Like, he, like he'd I'd be excited if they – happy if it worked out. Yeah, if they worked out and these guys were there and they were – these are the guys that I wouldn't trade back if they were still there. Right. Lattimore's one. Fournette probably is another. Yeah, Fournette's one for me. He's um, a fucking steamroller. Mike Williams is one. And then I, I know he's – the one guy that might be there – that I don't know if you want to trade back and still try to get is uh, Ross, not Ross, uh, the um, the yeah, the Cole. other wide receiver. Oh, uh, Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Corey Davis is the other guy that the, I. Same thing with Davis and Williams. For me, at that point, I might try to slide down the board a tiny little bit. Maybe I mean, but well, not for Williams. I would t- take Williams. T- Torrey Smith, what, 27, 28? Right, I think he's twenty eight. Al- Alshon Jeffrey, you don't know if he's signing here next year. You, you have two guys on virtually one year deals. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they took a wide receiver. Well, what I said but I was, see Mike Williams is special. You do see, you need to exit the draft too. with a wide receiver. Doesn't have to be round one. You but have they, to. they definitely have to leave the draft I, with that, some kind of a wide out in tow. And that's why I, I really think, you know, if they go best player on their own board, so like Joe Douglas is a pretty smart dude. Which is why I don't think they're gonna take and Joe Douglas well, is the reason. That's where I go with the Alshon Jeffrey thing too. I mean, yeah, it's a one year deal, but at the same time, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that there's a little bit of a handshake agreement that if this works out, once like, we get money freed up, Jason Peters it. is gone. We're gonna free up some money. Keep your, you know, stay out of trouble. Mm. You know, we'll kind of see how it goes, and we'll take it from there after the season ends. But Joe Douglas has a track record of drafting really well, and he yeah. drafts good players late, which is Certainly something did well with Baltimore. And the Eagles haven't done in a did long pretty time. Pretty good in Chicago. He did. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan Howard last year was drafted in the fifth round for the, for Bears, and he ended up being a stud running back for right. you know so that's why I don't Ravens think they're another one I mean class organization yeah. I mean, they know exactly what they're looking at in terms of talent yeah working on it I mean on their Newsom Ozzie Newsom and he wasn't I don't think he had the same he didn't have the same like 
um, stature as he Jump does. Title. Yeah. Right. But he still he still made out pretty well. I mean, he still did it. He's a good front office pedigree, I think, is what you're. Yeah, and so like I don't think that they're gonna go for like you know Dalvin Cook just because he's sitting there if they value another position better and another player at that position higher. So what according to their draft board? So I don't think I don't think you have anything to worry about as far as OJ Howard goes because I don't think they look at it as a main concern because they they the Eagles really well, like. Well, my thing is he they would like have Ertz. to be like distantly the best player on the board because right. yeah, I mean obviously. But at a fourteen, guys that they like how can he be safe. distantly the best player on the board? There's probably other guys that they. Rate somewhere in that same spot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Which is I, why they won't take him. Yeah, I don't think it's a real issue, to be honest with you. You know, I think there's going to be plenty of other talent that they could be just as thrilled to death with that are still going to be available to them. Like, I don't think this is a scenario that's going to ultimately play itself out. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, in theory, if, you know, their entire board is gone by the time, you know, 13 rolls around. One, one thing, I, I, I just, a lot of mock drafts, I think they, you know, they copycat. And I'll be honest, when I did mine, I had to look around. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, I mean, that's I, the only way you can do it. I looked around, but I was plugged into a lot. I mean, I was going to like 10. And I'm kind of looking around. I'm looking and looking. I'm like, where do they have this well, guy? Well, even if you know who guy? good players are, you don't know specifically each team's needs. Like, once you start getting past the midpoint in the draft, mm-hmm. and like, that's where it gets tricky. Well, I caught a lot of shit. And I'll tell you about that in a second about one thing. But, and I was talking to my buddy TJ, who we've had on the show, and he actually agreed with me about the one. I'll get to that in a second. But, um, Gary and Conley. Uh, you know, everyone has them, the Eagles taking it. I'm like, this, I think they're overvaluing him. I think he's... He's, not even, he's like the third best secondary player on his own fucking team. And I think that's why... Well, I, at the I same time, too, Lattimore had a great year this year. But he was kind of, not to say he's a flash in the pan, but he did kind of come out of nowhere. I mean, Conley was the... Oh, it's very, very good. The The... Missionary is very good. You got Connelly to finish that. was penciled in as number one on the depth chart for the year. It was just Lattimore Understood. had a ridiculously good year. Right. Yep. And if, but, look, you know, even if you want to go back to last year, Eli Apple outplayed him last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you got to kind of see, like, all right, at some point, man, you got to do something to distinguish yourself a little bit here. Yeah, I don't I don't. I don't at 14, I'm inclined it. to agree. Like, you know, if you were he, picking, he's, let's, the tr- he's the trendy player. Let's say 25. I think that pick makes a lot more well, sense. And that's, down what I'm there. that's why you trade back because yeah. there's there's five Connollys in this draft. Yeah. Now, if you do, you know, look, and I say that unless there's a player like Ruben Foster available. Well, assuming that. Linebacker, I haven't, linebacker, you need linebackers on I, this team. I guess. Especially because. I mean, it's, it's not your biggest need, but I guess. Kendrick's is going to be gone soon. So you can you have Knicks and two guys who, all right, you know, fill voids. You know, like the one guy you know beats up pool boys, and who the fuck's the other one? Exactly. So that's why you sit there and go, all right, well, they they need a linebacker. So if the best linebacker possibly in the draft is sitting there at fourteen, you go, let's take him. There's there's I'm telling you, there's something about him, man. He's a fucking monster. He's a monster. He's a different. I wouldn't be upset. He's a, he's I mean, a you difference don't need to maker. Justify it to me. I mean, I'm, people. He's again, sliding he's down the, the draft. Best one on the board. I've got no issue with that. Now, when it comes to cornerback, yeah, like I agree. Like I, I, I don't know if I would take a cornerback, st- stay put, and take a cornerback there because there's so many. Yeah, the cornerback and running back are both positions where there's like four or five guys that are kind of bunched together a little bit. You know, John right. actually, you know, we talked about him before, but he wrote an article today saying that Fournette's the only one that he sees as like a real first round game changer, which I'm inclined to agree with. I mean, it depends. It, well, which truthfully, team, which team the other guys fall to? 
Well, yeah, that's true. But he's just saying in general, like, there's injury concerns and everything with a lot of the other guys, and McCaffrey's a little bit undersized. Now, it's like, look, I like Dalvin Cook more than John does, but at the same time, Fournette's clearly a better player. Well, Fournette's better NFL. He, he runs between the tackles. He's got a little bit more upside. But I, I caught a lot of shit. I, I, I kind of alluded to this a, a minute ago. Uh, Mike Diddy, who we've had on the show, he's, he's a Saints fan. He's a New Orleans Saints fan. And How the hell did that work out? I, I don't know. But he's a huge Saints fan, and he bitched at me because I had the Saints taking Dalvin Cook. And I said, dude, he fits in with the Saints, what the Saints do. Right. He, you know, Ingram's, you know, he's inconsistent. You add him. He's to like that, a Darren Sproles type. Exactly. I don't see and, what the. Yeah, what, exactly. What? And then he gave me shit because in the 32nd pick, which he got for the, the uh, Brandon Cooks trade, I had them taking um, the kid, uh, Kaiser, from uh, Notre Dame. The quarterback, and he's like, "Why would they do that?" And I'm like, "Because Drew Brees is 40 years old." Thank you. Yeah, yeah. and like TJ, eventually somebody's and T- going to TJ like, said the same thing. He's going to play another another year or two. I mean, well, he's going to, start, to play another year or two, but yeah, you, you need, need to start figuring to out like, have, who's going to be behind. Him. What they have McCown or something behind him, but he's not. No, he's right. Not. Yeah, so like they, you know, they don't have any legitimate Drew Brees. Plan uh, yeah, for, you, right. you have your quarterback. There's right. no doubt about it. But I, I, Drew Brees can't play forever. I mean. These guys are getting old. Brady's getting old. Drew Brees is getting old. Like the you know oh, shit. We keep saying and, that and about Brady, but he keeps fucking winning. Most of the quarterbacks. Peyton Manning got old and finally did retire. Yeah. You know now now look at took forever, hey but. hey oh by the way don't you think that uh, you know Denver would have wished they drafted fucking Kaiser two years ago? Uh-huh. Every quarterback in this draft too is a project basically. Um, you know Watson has his issues and 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 uh, Trubisky and. And Kaiser has his issues. Got a, I, I think he's going to be okay, ultimately. Right. Hey, so it I, could be. Uh, again, I, I think if the Browns took him with the second of their first-round picks, right I around like take mid-draft. I think they take him I think 12. that's right around where he probably should be. I think they take him 12. I don't think that's overvaluing him. I think if – because I read reports they were thinking about going with him with their first pick. Which is I fucking stupid. Insane. Look, he's going to be there at 12. Why would you take him at one? Take Miles Garrett. Hugh Jackson well, no, is like there's, there's a few. To get a quarterback out take Miles Garrett and then come. Who else is going to take Trubisky? All right, well, we'll talk about. Uh, I, I want to kind of go through your mock draft a little bit. There, there, there could be somebody they could take. I, I guess I'm worried about San Fran and other teams. But anyway, so let, well, we, Buffalo maybe. might. I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo, yeah. I think Buffalo's taking additional Watson. I, I don't know why they would. Well, I mean, Tyra what about Taylor's each other? Yeah, terrible though. I mean, I don't understand why they seem to be yeah. so quick to want didn't to move on from the guy. Didn't he roll? No, he's still no, there. Tara Taylor's still there. So I, I just wanted to kind of go through. I, I read through the, your mock draft, and I, I just kind of wanted to make some you know, comments and, or whatever about some of the stuff. Garrett going number one. Everybody has a Seems to be going number one. Generally. Yeah, you were just saying that they might take a quarterback, and that'd be interesting. Um, I got to admit, though, I mean, I, I did read that, but I think that's kind of bullshit, though. I mean, I, did, you, did you guys hear, though, Garrett said that he would hurt every quarterback that Cleveland ever threw out there if they decided to pass up on him. Or if he doesn't go number one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I am going to injure every I, I one of them. I saw that, yeah. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty, aw- pretty yeah. awesome. It's like, you, you, yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I'll hunt them down. Yeah. <laughs> They'll pay. This will be a mistake if you don't take me number one, right. I'll go home that's and get your fucking shine box. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> I, I, I don't have the other one anymore. I went to play it, but it's off the board. So uh, the after that, yeah, the 
two defensive ends. Schultz's mock draft had the two def- defensive ends. It seemed logical. Like I said, uh, San Fran, though, could be looking to get a quarterback. So, Allen, you know, that's I like, still think that's way early to take any of these guys. Solomon, uh, no, it took Solomon Davis, right? Yeah, I think there was both of them. I mean, it, it, there well, was one two. and two. Yeah, yeah. yeah I Jonathan think they, Allen, is, I think, is a stud. I think Jonathan Allen's going to be a stud in this league. Well, yeah, you, you, I think the first three picks were all defensive mm-hmm. ends. Um, so I had the Jags actually going with Fournette, but but I think that it makes sense with the Jets taking them. I could see the Jags taking them, but the Jets kind of make sense. I mean, you know, you haven't really kind of thought about that, but I mean, they they could definitely use a running back. The mm-hmm. Jags need running back really bad though. So, T.J. Yeldon still. He's still young, right? Hassan Reddick moved I had, up. To I, eight. Had, I had like, him going I, early. I, I seen him Ugh. jumping up draft boards. I hadn't seen him go going all the way to eight though. So I that's re- interesting. He's a guy I really kind of crossed my fingers. Fell to the Eagles. <laughs> so the probably won't happen, but so I think you, you said that you had Man, um, cool. Buffalo. You had taken Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, Was he your first quarterback off the board? I'm trying to remember. Watson's my first. Yeah. Right. Okay. So. I, I kind of see them flip with the cards a little bit because the cards um, – you had the cards taking Williams right before the Eagles. So I, I kind of see Buffalo taking Williams and the cards maybe taking Watson or, or at least somebody to replace. I disagreed with you there in the sense that I think the, the Cardinals – I'm kind of leaning Mike's direction a little bit. I think they're either going to go corner or quarter, one or the other. Like um, the, I, yeah, I don't think I, they're going to go wide I fought, I fought with them there. I, I fought with that pick. Uh and again, I mean, you know, whatever. It's so it's all. It's a mock draft. It's fun. But yeah, yeah. I, I I thought the same thing. Well, um, yeah, it's all kind of. I could see guess. them taking quarterback, but I I I think I mentioned in that. I'm thinking corner, but even in my description, I think I said I could see them taking the quarterback oh, yeah. if they fall. I I think I said that. Yeah. So, but at the same time, like that's that's what a mock draft is supposed to be. Somebody's supposed to kind of be looking at it and kind of like, oh, well, this is kind of what yeah, I would. It's a big you know. educated guess. Yeah. So then the Eagles, um, you know, uh, it's. It, it, you know, I want Williams with that pick. You know, if he, you know, he goes to pick right before him, I'm devastated. I just don't think Williams takes right. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he. Yeah, out of ten rounds. So uh, first ten picks. I, I, you know, we just talked about. It. I don't think it's really as Where did big you have of a Davis need. Going? I'm trying to remember. If he, you've got Williams a little bit, I don't think you had Eagles Davis. Where? You didn't have Davis in the first yeah, you round. Yeah, him late if I remember. No, right, I did. Yeah, sure I did. I had Corey Davis going first round. I'll look it up in a second. No, it wasn't the first round, but I, I know it was later than I expected him to be. I mean, you had him really kind of falling. I got it. Continue, Mike. I, I'll look it up. Okay. So, um, you know, so I, I, I don't know. I mean, if best player available, if, if you know, you really seem to be high on him, so I guess that makes sense. Um, so you have Cooks dropping, but you, you have him going a, to Washington. That I thought was an interesting one, too. Or McCa- Do I have McCaffrey? I uh, think you had uh, Cooks going 11th, or? So I, I've. Um I'm looking up right now. Uh, yeah, I've cook. I have cook in the Saints. Right, right. Eleventh. Yeah. yeah. So he. I know he's been dropping a little bit. So yeah. I mean, you know, to your point. I mean, I think he's a Darren Sproles type clone. So, but eleventh seems to be a little high considering where he's been dropping lately. And, and, and by the way, just what I said about Arizona, Mike Williams. I said because Larry Fitzgerald's entering his final year. And right. I, and I said, you know, basically that John Brown can't play anymore. I mean, he can't stay on the field. And JJ Nelson's a one-trick pony. However, if it, it, I wouldn't be shot that the quarterback fell if Watson or Trubisky. Well, yeah, fell. And, and my point was I think that he's gone because I think he goes to Buffalo tenth, and then you know since he's not there, I think that that's when they start to look for their replacement for Palmer. Um. So Washington, a lot of people have. Uh, You're right. I don't have Corey Davis going in the first round. Yes. <laughs> 
Oh. That was one of the points I was going to bring up. You did. No, I didn't. So you you had... You had a uh, McCafferty on the Washington, I believe. Yeah. A lot of people have Ross go on the Washington. I got a, I got a few. Um, Ross makes a lot of sense to go to. I have a couple Redskins fans, especially losing both. Uh, yeah, but they have and, two uh, young wide receivers. They yeah, have Dotson, who they drafted first, yeah, and they have the other kid who came out really big last year. I have two Redskins fans, and they both said they keep hearing that they want to go running back, and if McCaffrey's there, they're going to take him. If not, they're going to take either Barnett or they're going to take Foster. And I said, well, I don't think either one of those are going to last. No, I don't but, think they're on the board right. that long. But uh, so they, they, they both think uh, running back or like a defense, like a you know cornerback or something like that. So Right. Yeah. I think that the uh, Giants pick made a lot of sense because it ended up being the best player available with Peppers. Which I would fucking hate. So, and then Oakland. Oakland, you have sure. Oakland taking Conley 24th. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of... Interesting because a lot of people have Conley going to the birds. That's where, you know, that seems to be where Conley would be better slotted. So, you know, it's almost like makes a better argument for, you know, trading back. I mean, it's really interesting in the Eagles position, though, in the sense that right around with their pick, and I mean, you got the Cardinals right there. You've got the Ravens that are right in the same, like, general draft area. They all seem to have really similar needs. Um. Yeah. Brent. For the most part. So, I mean, how the board shakes out, like, right mm-hmm. in the dead center of the draft is going to be really interesting. This, this yeah. draft is uh, – it's I, – I, I want to – you know, like I said earlier, <coughs> that. But also that I think that – that might be my fifth burp. It is. Show. Yeah, it's, it's getting ridiculous. Here, have some more beer. <laughs> sounds good. Thanks, man. It's so good, isn't it? I've – Try it. It absolutely has a kick to it. Tasty. Yeah. It's really funny. It's the same thing. It's, it's a very light like, colored for an IPA. Yeah. And it drinks lighter than it normally would. That it seems to be kind of a thing with a lot of the naked stuff. Like, it, it I, I can't remember. It almost looks like, like a blue gentleman, moon. It looks I, like a yeah, blue yeah, moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gentleman, that Imperial Stout that we had there, that I think, if I remember right, it drank heavy. Right. Like, it, it right. felt like it had, like, a little bit of a body to it. Most of the stuff that they produce, though, seems like it is a little bit on the lighter side, kind of thinking about it. Yeah. Well, next week, um, no, I agree, man. It's it's uh, it's it is definitely light and colored. He kicks you in the ass, dude. This yeah. is this is. I'm feeling good. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm feeling pretty good. You usually do about a second hour. I do. <laughs> this is actually you're actually. Feel the this is the one time where the second hour really wasn't, you crazy. know, off the wall crazy. Well, you know what it is? About. It's probably all the food that we fucking stuffed ourselves oh, with. That's true too. <laughs> yeah, we finally got a full stomach. So a it's couple. I haven't played in a while. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> a couple more things about the. You played it like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. I never played. I haven't played that one in like weeks. You played it like an hour ago. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah. No, I didn't. I bet you. I don't know. I bet you another car bomb. How's that sound? Listen back to the show. I haven't played it until that point. All right. So moving are you, on. Are you agreeing? I'm not gonna disagree. <laughs> What's fuck? the worst that could happen? I have a car bomb. Three. <laughs> <laughs> or three. Yeah. I didn't say I'm going to get them back to back to I'm, back. I'm only kidding about that. So uh, the <laughs> couple other picks that I thought were interesting. I, I was I was interested in seeing what KC, what you had KC doing. Ramzak, is he like one of the first He's, linemen? He is. You know how it's a Fat, Andy loves, too. Fat Andy loves his linemen. But he's, you know, if you get the first lineman at the 24th pick, that seems to be pretty good value. Yeah. But I can see them take a Corey though. Davis, and that's where like you having Corey Davis not going. I wholeheartedly going. agree. I mean, they, the they could take Corey Davis. 
They could. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. Um, I dropped the ball on the Corey Davis thing. I, I, I did. I, I didn't realize I didn't have him going, so I fucked up there. However, there's been surprises in the draft before. There's a lot of questions about Corey Davis. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't like. You know, I thought it was a little surprising. I, but I, I, I could have see, I could see it happening. Yeah, I, I completely uh, missed that because I was kind of going through. You know, like I had my own little formula in my head. Right. You know, and, yeah, and you I know what it is? And I mean, by needs and who's there. Every year, everyone that does this, you know, ourselves included, I know I did it. There's somebody, yeah. There's somebody you, you forget accidentally about. Accidentally throw somebody in there twice. <laughs> you know, you forget I a did guy. That like, year. you've got so much information and data that you're trying to it's deal tough. with and compile it's and everything like across 32 teams. Measuring out what they need. You who's thought on that their you board, picked them like who's off, six picks like, before, yeah. yeah, exactly. You're reading 800 different mock drafts mm-hmm. to see who they have, dude. All this shit just starts blurring together at one point or yeah, another. Yeah, but you know what? And you know what though too? Because I edited it, I didn't catch it. Yeah, yeah. You never know, man. You never know. Maybe he doesn't go in the first round. You never know. I think he probably does. Yeah, he does. So, this is probably more an oversight. I think like he does. Legitimate. I think he does too. <laughs> I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to. Uh, it could you know. happen. <laughs> so yeah, the the other thing we already talked about Kaiser. So that was. That's my mock draft. <laughs> no, no, it's, no, it's no, not I mean, bad at yeah, all. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's we talked hard. about Kaiser. I mean, that, that makes sense. And then the other one, hard I, on that shit. Um, <laughs> Tabor going to Dallas was kind of interesting. I mean, they, they lost some cornerbacks. Less Claiborne. Yeah. I do think in general, though, I think Dallas goes secondary help. But I'm going to call you out on one thing. You, you, I think you mentioned that Florida had the best secondary, and um, I'm going to Ohio State there. Did I say that? Yeah. No, I said they had the best tandem, the best one-two punch. All right, well, I'm still going uh, I'm still going Lattimore and Conley over Tabor. And... I mean, it's second best. All right. Okay, that's fine. All right. Worthy number two. Worthy number two, yeah. I mean, they're you okay. know, both – both pretty good. You can certainly make one-two an combo. All right, that's fine. Fuck, I don't have that on there anymore. <laughs> that's just your opinion, man. That's yes. going. I took that off. I tried to replace it with some other shit. But anyway, yeah. So I did some. You know, I obviously read it intently, and well, I appreciate that. Who did you? Have? I'm trying to remember because I remember thinking that your Panthers pick was interesting too. Who did you have then taken? I think that was. Do you remember? No, that well, was okay. So initially, I had, I have. Um, it was Fournette, wasn't it? No, I no. initially had Fournette going there, and I changed it up, and I had them taking Reddick. Reddick, okay. I had them taking Reddick, Reddick because that's okay. where I think OJ Howard ultimately goes because Greg Olson's kind of getting up there a little bit. Yeah, Greg Olson's still pretty. I know. I, I saw that too. You know, if you have but a Greg really Olson's good still inset, so productive, man. All right, yeah, so, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. I, I agree. I think Olson's. I wouldn't. They take they out. they need offensive help there. They love big wide receivers. If Mike Williams maybe slips. Maybe they take him. Who did you have them take? Reddick? I have them okay. taking Reddick. They love defense. They have Calvin dude. Benjamin. Dude, can you imagine having Reddick and Thomas Davis next see, to each other? See, I can see them. See, I can see them taking ridiculous. Yeah, again, well, no, they they wouldn't. The Eagles. They wouldn't take Foster because well, I mean, you haven't taken Reddick. Yeah, I I well, I kind of went for surprise. I had to, you know throw a little. Yeah, no, no, I but do. Yeah, sometimes you gotta, that, sometimes you got to throw the pinky in the butthole. Yeah, but do you do you think that Carolina goes as he's talking? I'm just waiting for your phone to light up with somebody texting yeah. you. Do, can you do you see them going? Because I mean, they have Davis and um, Keekly. Maybe <laughs> Davis and Keekly you as your linebackers. <laughs> so would would Carolina need a third linebacker? Sure. Again, that's where it's sure. Why not? 
why, why wouldn't you? I mean, you have possibly four on the field at one time. I mean, sure. Yeah, did they play the three four? Well, I'm just saying in general. Yeah. No. Well, they played. Yeah, they, uh, they played four. They played four three. But, but even uh, so, I mean, that would be your third linebacker. But I mean, that's a that's a position of strength that they're drawing from yeah. to begin with. So. Uh. They do seem like a team that I didn't really think is about inclined that. to go best player available all the time, regardless of it's what right. the position is. You guys can beat on me. You know who else can beat on? Uh, gets Nobody's beat on a lot. On you. No, I know. I'm just checking. I was gonna say. I mean, I, I thought I the draft was pretty <laughs> solid for the most part. Nice. Nobody's ripping it. We'll um, see how it goes. Dean Blandino stepped down today. Yes. Resigned. Interesting. Crazy. The Cowboy the, the uh, yeah he was. Uh, uh, David David uh, Mako, who uh, follows us on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that shit, uh, he kind of said the same thing. Cowboy-loving motherfucker is a sad word. It was so blatant. I mean, that's the thing that really pissed me off more than anything. I mean, it's like, look, you could be at least make an attempt to look like you're trying to call it down the middle. I mean, shit, at least try to lie to people. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that was interesting because they, they just changed everything up. With him in mind yep. when they decided to do the replay that's, that way, that's, and that's now he's, big. Yeah, which is great, by the way. That's a great rule. So basically, the NFL changed the rule. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, instead of going to the referees, it goes to an office, like the NHL does, goes to the office, the league office, and they make the call and they relay the message to the referees to make the call on the instant replays. Great move. Fantastic move. Because then you're not booing at the refs. And, Great you know, move. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, it's it's fan- well, they still yeah. You know what? I gotta be honest. I never really thought of it from that point of view, but that is an interesting way of looking at it. That it does take a little bit of the hometown pressure off the refs. It's supposed to take. All of about, a sudden, they're not like public enemy yeah. number one if it comes out the wrong way. It's supposed to take about a half hour of uh, time off each rev- review, so which is good. Um, half hour? No. Did I say that? Yeah. 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. The beer's kicking. I was about to tell yeah, you Yeah, apparently. I was about to tell you guys, the beer's kicking in. I'm feeling good. Second hour is always more fun than the first. <sighs> Second hour is always more interesting Um Tony, R- Tony Ruma's a douchebag. Um, Tony Ruma got... Uh, did we talk about that last week? We well, did, yeah. Yeah, but did we talk about the Mavericks thing? No. No, yeah, we didn't. We did. did we? Yeah, he suited up for the Mavericks and was introduced to the starting lineup. Yeah, but it didn't happen until two days ago. <clears throat> but all right. Yeah, I don't think we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, seeing him in a, in a jersey coming well, running out. I guess out. we talked about the fact that he was going to do it. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but mean, he he comes trotting out in that jersey, and he's like, oh, uh, I hate to take time away from the Mavericks. I'm sorry, but, Well, then don't you know. suit up. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, and then, and this then, is pretty much voluntary. Nobody held a gun to your head like, we're so not going to give you your contract. He literally... He and literally then he, and then he said, suited up and played basketball? And he goes, and this is embarrassing. Like, he literally said that, you know, like, he's, oh, I don't... He said, I don't want to take any time from the Mavericks. And then he goes, this is... As he's introduced with the starting lineup? And then he goes, this is a little embarrassing. Oh, give me a fucking break. That's ridiculous. He goes, this yeah, is a little embarrassing, but thank you, Dallas. And then he hands them like, one look, to I mean, stuff. I gave the benefit of the doubt a little bit Did with the play? fucking TV thing. No. no, actually, Mark Cuban said he wanted him to play a, a, a possession. And that David uh, Stern said no. Absolutely. Or whoever fucked. Not David Stern. Who fucked Adam this? Silver. Adam Silver. Fucking Skeletor. The, the Skeletor. Skeletor said, no, you absolutely can't. Wow, how about that? I'll get you, He-Man. <laughs> he said, absolutely not. Can't do it. No, Tony Romo. <laughs> so what was, what was the point then? If he, if he didn't play. Remember Frank Langellip? Dallas courtesy thing. Yeah, I do, by the way. Yeah, remember? I, remember? I, I actually like that movie. Which was funny when he fell down the pit. When he comes up through the, <laughs> when he comes up through the water, at the end he's like, I'll be back. Yeah, And then the screen freezes. No. The production company folded like yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. minutes after the movie was released. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, you're out. 
yeah. out as He-Man for this fucking ten. Uh, I gotta admit, I think that's one of those like good bad movies. Like I, I like Masters of the Universe back in the day. <laughs> and that fucking key thing, that monster thing, that was, was kind of stupid. Yeah, it was kind of stupid. <laughs> it wasn't a bad movie though. The no, bad. that's what I'm saying. It's a good band. I movie. watched it like, like two years ago. It's actually on YouTube. If you go to Paramount's uh, like YouTube website, they have what's called the Paramount Vault, where they have like the missing in action Chuck Norris. Did movie. you ever see it, Mike? No, I'm just waiting to figure out what the hell's going on with Romo and suiting up on the mask and what. That's the point it. Was. That's that's it. Yeah, Franklin Jellis Skeletor. <laughs> we no, no, no. that. So this is going down. <laughs> so he suited up, yeah, didn't play. Why is that a story? Like, why did he, well, why did he even bother? Uh, I don't. It's not even. What that. do you like, mean? Like, if what if is he taking away? Team wants to kind of pat him on the back for time served or whatever. Hey, okay, sure, fine. Whatever. But dude, if you're Tony Roman, the last thing on earth I want to hear out of your mouth at that point is, "Oh, well, this is a little embarrassing. I didn't necessarily want to do that." Like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? This is voluntary. Nobody held a gun to your head to do this. Like, you didn't have a contract to honor. I mean, well, like, yeah, that whole don't do it then. Like, if you feel that strongly about it, dude, go fuck yourself. I know. I, I, I'm a little bit more apologetic of of Romo than than most Philadelphia fans. No, I just got done saying last week. Hey, I'm keeping the benefit of the doubt. Like, you well, know, let's not start sucking each other's dicks quite yet. Sure, whatever. You know, okay, maybe. This, dude, don't come out. It, 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 just don't it come was, out and be like. It was lame. The way he did it, it was lame. When yeah, he I came didn't out, see. I didn't when he see came it. out, oh, uh, I want to take time away from you guys. You know, this is embarrassing. But then why the fuck did you agree to it? Yeah. You're dressed you agree. And the best part. Is he wearing a, a uniform at the time? Dude, you got to be shitting me. Like somebody yes. held a gun to your head to like wear a Mavs jersey. And, and he took a team photo with them. Yeah. Did you see oh, him? I don't want to take time away from. You should see him. Like the whole team's line up on the chairs, Dude, and here, fucking and here he comes walking along. Dude, like, fuck that guy. The only fuck. thing I, I can't, I can't. Just to try and play devil's advocate, I don't know if it's true or not. Do you think that maybe the network set him up for this? It's he true. doesn't have to do it. That's the thing. Like, hey, look, maybe they did. Like, I'm not necessarily faulting him for doing it. Maybe they're like, look, I'm you need to get your space here out using there. This bullshit excuse. I don't want to take anything away from the Mavericks. But he can't really say, hey, they're trying to promote, wheel me out there and promote me as much as possible for this. He doesn't have to do it. He's in a position where he's made plenty of money. He can call his own shot. He doesn't have to it's go ridiculous. out there and do it. Absolutely. No, but I'm saying, saying hey, look, that for you know, CBS, this is silly. Like to try and promote himself as a broadcaster, he may need to kind of do stuff like this. Uh, no, he, Have no, you ever seen another broadcaster suit never, up with a team? Uh, I never saw and Phil be introduced do with it. the starting lineup. Well, ever? I mean, I, I think this is a he's suiting up with the and I'm telling you right team. now, I think this is a different circumstance. I think this is a failure, by the way, on CBS's part. And uh, we we hit on it last week. People are like, oh, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna do a good job. I'm kind of willing. To I, that don't, well, I don't. I'm not saying you will or you won't. I'm just willing to kind of wait and see how. We I want to wait and see. I just don't yeah. think that he deserves to be. I, I think we talked about this. He's not the personality. I don't know. So the Jersey thing's okay, but taking a job in a broadcast booth isn't. What the Jersey thing? No, I I didn't say that. I, I just don't get it. The whole Jersey <laughs> Today, thing. Today, oh, Junior. Well, I misunderstood your point. I, I didn't I understand f- what the point was of the Jersey thing. Yeah, like what he was, but. No, I mean him taking the job. I mean that's that's on him. I just don't understand how CBS makes him the number one guy. I don't necessarily disgrace, think that he's going to be dis. It's that a he's disgrace be good the or broadcasting, bad. man. Good or bad, I just think that they're you know I think you got to work your way up. We'll see. But anyway, um, I know we got a couple other things yeah, to talk about. We're so out of time. well, basically, I mean we don't have to really mention it. 
So Titus Young, former uh, Cowboys receiver, is getting locked up for a while. Uh, that's basically it. Well, no, he was he wasn't Cowboys. He was Lions. Lions. That's it. Yeah, Jesus he's a Cowboys. Yeah. Christ. Yeah, you're on Robo. Yeah, that was a crazy story. Yeah. Just um, what was it that <laughs> happened? He, he like well he, so didn't he like beat someone or something. Oh yeah, that's right. It was yeah. a street fight. Yeah, it was a street fight. He was fucking. Uh, I vaguely remember reading about this. What's the street yeah, fighter? What's guys, the main I, I street fight guy what? with the blonde hair? What's his name? Guile. Guile. He was Guile, <laughs> but a black Guile. <laughs> oh no! Wait, wait. Guile was the army guy. You're thinking of Ken, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, exactly that's the one. Like Ryu? Okay. Yes, Ryu. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fight. That was a great game. But no, I mean, <laughs> I just like kind of like the, the fall from grace that this guy had was just ridiculous. Speaking of, did I get, did I send you guys the Mortal Kombat one when uh, Sub Zero is left uh, fatality and he's and he's and Scorpion's like, nah, I can't do this anymore, and he walks away, and it's it's Sub Zero's life as a fatality victim where he's constantly rotating. <laughs> I gotta send no. this to you. It's like, you're fired. Fire him. Dude, this is fantastic. I have to show you after the show. Dude, it's awesome. You're going to piss your pants. It's, <laughs> it's that good. Where his wife, who's also wearing a Sub-Zero mask, cheats on him. Dude, it's awesome. Dude, and there's like a... So I'll tell the listeners. And there's a kicker at the end where he hangs himself. So Scorpion's sitting there talking to someone on the phone. And you hear, fatality. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> like he doesn't know what's going on. Anyway, I'll have to show you. It, 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 look it up. Look it up. It's good stuff. Uh, so yeah, Titus Young is getting thrown in jail. But the last thing we want to kick on, uh, kick, uh, kick up is uh, the Eli Eli Manning thing. Was this real or fake? Oh, this is real. This is legit. Why did I you do this? Read this? I read the headline to this five minutes so, before I jumped in the car to come here. So, so I didn't read a word about Eli it. Eli Manning is some kind of memorabilia scheme, under right? investigation like for a memorabilia scheme. He was emailing these vendors saying, you know, basically like use two helmets, authenticate them as game used, where that's not the case. And and basically that he's selling fake memorabilia as game used. And reportedly one of his um one of his helmets is in the Hall of Fame, and that's apparently fake. <laughs> so he's being investigated, and this is kind of like a – this is actually a big deal because, like, he's he's basically ripping off people. And, um, yeah. and, and you know, there's a big there's a big deal with authenticating memorabilia these days. And, <laughs> Game and, used helmet, and then you see, like, his signature on which is <laughs> Yeah. Which kind of goes to the point, you know, of – This is got to be honest. The window liquor. No, not this that. Is why I, I mean, don't buy any signatures or anything like well, that. Well, that's that's what I was kind of saying. Like, a f- like an autograph or a game use thing is worth millions. Like, it's like, it just doesn't. It shouldn't be that deep. I'd rather get a picture. A picture's cool. Giggity. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like the the amount of money spent on frivolous stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, a helmet. As oh, a, game use helmet. As, that's as, worth as one thousand. I bought times. that. Yeah, <laughs> the Freddie well, Perron jersey. Yeah, but you know what? That's still a showcase, showcase piece. I mean, and I know it's legit. To be honest, well, they're also not advertising it as being game worn or anything like that. Like he, you know, yeah, you seem to have a pretty true. good idea of what it was you were buying in that regard. Yeah. yeah. So and I that's mean, the only thing I bought that I didn't have. Just the memorabilia industry in, in general. Person, yeah. uh, I mean, 
I could see this probably happening a lot. I mean, somebody this high profile getting caught, like, yeah, obviously that's Remember big. Whitney Houston and the bodyguard saying, hey, guy, sign this stuff for me. And then, you know, yeah. I, never, I, I could never, see that happening. I actually never saw the bodyguard. Maybe really? Honestly, yeah, I never saw it. I um, could easily see that happening. Hey, look, I got a hundred bats here. But the problem is... Grabbing, the, like, an intern be like, hey, look. Yeah, I'll stamp the approval. Like, I'll, I'll, like, yeah, I mean, I'll back it up. I'll, you know... Validated or whatever, but dude, I'm not gonna sit here for two hours to sign in baseball bats. No diggity, I'm gonna bat that shit up. <laughs> but the thing is, though, the Giants have been investigated or have been accused of this a couple years ago, but doing the same thing as an organization, right? As an organization, as the co- hockey players say, uh, of doing the same exact thing where they they what is sign. This all about? What is this all about? Get it out, get it out here, put it in ice box, eh? Where's my sweater? <laughs> so. We played together as a team. Everything's the guys in the locker room. Hexy, Hexy, uh, that's six. Ronnie, this is my my most most uh, burped episode boost. ever. Boost, boost, burps, boops, burps. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's cute. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're gonna just. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, there we go. What it do? Fuck yeah, man! It's back. <laughs> the LT slide. Since you guys didn't like the what quack like a duck song anymore, nah, that was song. awful. I actually, yeah, yeah, you didn't, you didn't like it. Either. No, I didn't. Really I did. Well, let's thank our vendors. We had food and yes. beer provided tonight. Naked Brewing, cheers always to you. a pleasure. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to Naked. Yeah. Cheers. Naked Brewing, Naked Brewing, NakedBrewingCompany.com, FatJacksBBQ.net. Check them out. Uh, they're opening a new location in Morrisville. That's awesome. Congratulations Soon. to them. Yeah, that's awesome. Close to you guys, actually. Yeah, yeah might be, might argue, yeah. be closer. Yeah, it'd be closer. Right. Uh, it'd be awesome. And uh, thank you guys for listening to Wafar Radio. If you're listening live, and if you're downloading a Wafar Radio or, or, or uh, iTunes. She's in the stand. <laughs> or iTunes, thank you very much. We're at Corner Plus Sports. Say hi to the West. Say hi. Hi. She's in the stands. <laughs> Let's play out. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening, man. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's on next. Bar talk is apparently not. Anymore. I guess we're still doing syndicated episodes. Oh, okay. oh well, that's good. Well, so stay tuned. So for stay tuned for a syndicated episode of Bar Talk. Whoever's on. Joe Six Pack. By the way, uh, let's, let's give him a shout out. Glenn Mack now does now does a show with Leslie Goodell. Inside corner. Live Sunday nights. Last Sunday, man, I was pissed I didn't make it. Uh, Tommy Joseph was in the house. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Good pull for them. Yeah. So hopefully, I'm gonna throw this out there because she promised me Leslie Goodell will be on our show next week. All right. We shall see. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll Looking forward to it. Penis. Yeah, we shall see. I said penis. Let it go. I didn't hear you. Penis. End it.